once again today. Of course. And Come we couldn't on. be happier. Very happy to have Patrice on board. Now, what sucks, it's now, what, 7.06 on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. We just did an hour of radio. Why don't we just throw mics on in the office, and then we can, like, host? Then we just sit back. Because now I I feel like we entertained a lot of people, but we just entertained ourselves. Not just ourselves. You know, because right now we can just push play and sit back and go, ah, look what we did already. But, you know what, I don't think we have a finite number of conversations to have about nothing. We're all kind of, we all kind of, like, do that kind of interesting. Interesting nothing kind of guys. Kinda. Interesting nothing. You know what I mean? We could just talk about horse shit. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like you, you, when you do that, you just never run out of stuff. It's pretty much the yeah. secret of the show. Just <laughs> Sometimes it's magical horse, horse shit. shit. Like you could hear Opie like editing even regular conversations with, <laughs> where, where me and you are like, yeah, man, these goddamn Arabs. And Opie like, all right, this is going nowhere. He's just like, yeah. it's like no we'll Opie. Just no move on listening. here. <laughs> we'll just move on. We'll move on. We're gonna clear this out. You gotta press a button. Yeah, we'd have gone another two hours. On some bullshit. Hey, we got this thing on the nanny here. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're having a regular conversation. <laughs> I do do that in my regular life too, man. I got one brother on the phone. I'm like, ah, you're boring. I'm gonna call another brother. Man. He's more interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks for spending a few minutes with us this afternoon. Uh, He'll make a, song, a sound in the background. Fang. Yeah. Suck. <laughs> boring. It's like, wait a minute, which is friends having a conversation, right? Yapping. <laughs> sometimes we forget the reason we all come together at 6 in the morning. We are friends, and we're talking, but we're also trying to, like, uh, you know, shape a show together. Yeah, kind of pound one together. If you want to really just boundary. hang as friends, let's get out of this. Uh, let's get to 11 o'clock, and we'll go hang out at the Brooklyn Diner or something. Now you're talking, just but, playing crazy. But as soon as I walk in here, it's, it's I'm in show mode. Come on. Is that yeah. what I, Oh, I'm listening to every single conversation going on in this building, thinking, all right, we could use that, we could use that. That sucked. I won't go there. I used to do that as a comic, and I and I just found that I I started running out. Like every time I thought something was funny, I would try to do it on stage or do. It. I, I always thought that it, it helped your well of funniness to yeah. just be as funny as you could all the time. So I think it, it would help you a well of conversation yeah. to just talk about just nothing talk. all the time so you just don't run out. You just don't run out of shit to say. <laughs> well, no, what's frustrating is, like, there's some shit we do in that back office that is unbelievably funny. So we go, ah, we're feeling good. We come into here to try to do the same exact thing. Nothing. It never yeah, works. Save it for the air, and it just comes off. Well, that's like... what we do now. If we know, like, whoa, that's that's way too good, we don't even finish it. We're like, whoa, just say that. Just to... stop. But stop that's right taking there. a gamble, too, because you don't know if it would have fallen apart in the office. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Now, right. save it for the air. You get to the point that you stop doing it in the office, and it falls apart. Well, right. I, that's why I'm glad you guys had me come on because I, I, one thing I just that amazed me about radio is like, is, I, is, are these motherfuckers getting up every day and doing four and five hours of what? How do oh, you do yeah. more shit? What How happens? do you do it? How do you do this? Yeah. And then people like that is a show that comes on uh, Party Interruption on ESPN. You know, you mm -hmm. know I love that show, and I never watch it going. Ah, they probably had a bad day. Didn't get no sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, had a funny sleep day. If they have a bad show, I go, you mother, you had a bad fucking show. Like you don't, you don't get credit for yesterday no, or the no. day before. You, it, uh, uh, it's like you got you are be good. only as good as your last show. So it, it's that's a, it. That's what's frustrating. You know, we had a great show yesterday, and uh, we. We kind of enjoyed that for a few hours, and then all of a sudden you have to think forward. All right, what are yeah. we doing tomorrow? Now we what are we doing tomorrow? It does mess yeah. with the confidence because you go, oh, we had a great show yesterday. Somebody calling. Uh, and, you, and you really start to question if you fizzled out. Like, you come here, I come here today, and I feel like, 
Okay. All right, they had enough of me. All right, enough of Patrice. Listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna come in tomorrow because uh, they don't need to. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't want to overexpose isn't, myself. Isn't Bobby available? Get Bob. Because <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And I'm going wait. These guys come in every day, every day to do this. Every day. And then when you have a bad show, you got to sit there and eat it for 24 hours <laughs> until you know. Yeah. 20 hours, whatever it is, until you come in and get your next show. And then you, you just, your whole insecurity goes, ah, man, you guys are, you just go, ah, I think I'm fizzling out. Maybe that's nothing. it. Maybe after nothing. 10, 11 years, the tank's dry. Yeah, maybe, uh, we've, yeah, our better days are behind Puked us. Puked out I'm my a, last story. I'm a 410-trick pony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should maybe, maybe we can start drilling in uh, Alaska, but I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be something there. we got to move all the equipment up there. The conversation we got to kill the, wild, uh, the wildlife. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, to go somewhere we haven't gone <laughs> yeah, yet. exactly. A it's finite like... number of talent. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like the NBA. It's like I'm an All-American in high school, in college, and then yeah. in the pro. Yeah. I'm a... Oh no! It's done. See, we're not stupid. We we will ride you, motherfuckers, all the way to eleven. Well, that's oh the good yeah. Thing. That's the great thing about. I'm telling you, not you we know, will not to ride. Blow, not to blow you guys. I don't need to. You know, I know no. you guys long enough. But that's the one thing when I f did the first time did the show over on uh, in in the, the yeah, other show. Uh, NEW, yeah. NEW. Is that you dudes are let let do? I go. No one lets any comics come on for an hour and a half, two hours. And, <laughs> And do and absolutely act stupid, yeah, for two hours. And it's like, you know what? Thank God, man. You thank gotta, God, it just seems to work. You gotta be uh, secure in what you do. You know, yeah. I, I, we brought this up many times. At the end of the day, I mean, I got a lot of phone calls yesterday. How great the show was! I didn't personally do much yesterday. You killed. Well, I believe but I get the credit at the end of the day. I, Anthony gets the credit. We I believe, get the credit. I believe that the, that whole Seinfeld kind of thing, where it's like he never was funnier than anybody. But it's like. He's yeah. the star. You're never going to be bigger than the star mm -hmm. of the show. That's ever. what amazes me about Seinfeld. The name on the because he gets all the credit. credit. But I mean, come he on, was Jason never Alexander, the funniest dude on the show. Ever never Jason was he the funniest Alexander dude. Killed on Seinfeld. They were hilarious people, but it's like he's the man. But he's, he's never the man gonna... they look at as lo no. You were the guy. Yeah, man. So I, that's why I, I, I love coming. It's just a. Uh, I love yeah. this shit. It's, it's funny, man, to come in and talk shit. I know, just talk shit. And then shit. the creepiness of some goddamn trucker going, hey, uh, you know, you know, I heard that the bird flew. You know? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, you creepy motherfucker? Who, who are you? The whole medium really is a little creepy, isn't it? You no, know, we're entertaining a mass murderer right now. You know, yes, we are. There's a dude with some body somewhere doing, goddamn, those motherfuckers are really there's funny guys. There's man. a dude sawing up a body right now, <laughs> laughing, and just <laughs> giving his doing, like, right now, sawing it up with us blasting in the background. Yeah. Somebody in the background, mm, 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 Like some reservoir dog cut the ear off scene going on, but we're playing on the radio. He's got his MiFi on and he's just digging a shallow grave somewhere in the middle of the woods. Hey, have you guys ever it had is dark somebody somewhere. do that in your in your career? Like call and go, help me, fellas, help me. We had a, like a false a false alarm on some guy that said he murdered some people. Yeah, it turned out to just be a psycho. That we had detectives yeah, and everything. Eddie. This guy Eddie called up and basically admitted to killing all sorts of drug dealers and yeah, some and burning up their bodies. He was so believable, very detailed, so believable that the detective showed up. And what ma and what made you and talk know he wasn't and he was faking? Uh, we didn't know until we had like, no the idea for a day or two. Out. We had camera crews all over the place. It was be it was going to be it was about to break to to become a huge story, 
And then I guess the detectives found the guy and went to his house. Realized and, he was just a lunatic. And, and I guess the guy uh, answered the door in his underwear, and basically the, te- the detectives were like, this guy couldn't do shit. They yeah. just knew. They got yeah, stories I mean, of Colombian drug dealers that he was killing in warehouses, setting their bodies on fire and just leaving a burning pile of ash there. It was very believable. And he was yeah, calling was, for your help? Pretty good. Like, no, he was just kind of bragging. Well, no, Stalker Patty needed a place to live. Oh, right, and he and, was opening up her, uh, his house door. Yeah, her. and he called, said, That's I'll take right. Stalker Patty in, and then we just started uh, asking him. He wanted to know his background, sure. see if she was safe, and his background turned out a little wacky. So the camera crews and everything, they were all set up and ready to go, and then yeah. then they got the word that this guy was just a lunatic, and then they all just packed up their equipment and went home. <laughs> yep. I, did, did the calls that came, you know, sometimes I come in, and the calls, like, you know, some, the truckers from, there's a lot of truckers, man. Yeah. And every time I watch those Discovery Channel things or investigative reports, he was a trucker driving a lonely road where he picked up a hitchhiker, and you're like, ah, oh, large Marge. Here it is, just dumps <laughs> our body in a shallow grave. And hey, this is Crazy Raccoon in Ten Fort Worth. Where you at? Oh, I'm in the middle of Arizona. Maybe. Hair fibers were found in the sleeper compartment of his truck. <laughs> you know, there's a few of them listening. I f- it's amazing when they do. I go and the, you know the XM thing, which is great. Because it's like they're driving all across country. Yeah, the truckers are driving across country, and they, you know, it used to be a pain in the ass for them, changing stations every few miles. Now they could just, you know, pop this on or anything else they like, music, and just listen to Oh, they're to keeping coast this whole coast. thing alive, man. It's some mad truckers out there, right? Yeah. The truckers are keeping this whole satellite radio oh, thing alive. And then, and then it's growing from there, obviously, but uh, the truckers are, are paying all the bills right yeah, now. Yeah, you get those. It's oh, amazing, yeah. man. Oh, I like yeah. that. So, um, speaking of XM really fast. A lot of people have figured out why we've been talking to the apprentice people. Oh, they saw that. I saw. I read that on the message board. It's like, oh, now we see why the apprentice uh, I was, giving was on hints. the show. I was giving hints. Were you? Yeah, I was saying. Uh, Your hints stink, though. They turn into conspiracy I posts. I was giving hints going, oh, God, we got to talk to this guy. Oh, God, I got to watch the show tonight. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, XM Satellite Radio takes center stage on Donald Trump's The Apprentice on NBC Thursday, a week from tonight. At 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eric Logan featured all over. Elo, our own Elo is going to be on The Apprentice. Next Thursday. Maybe a celebrity. Maybe he could call the show today and give us a little uh, tease on what it's all about. Maybe that's why he didn't answer my phone call last night. You called Elo? When you call Elo, how long before you get an Elo return phone call? Mm, seconds? Yeah. I called Elo, still waiting on an Elo phone call. Nothing. Nothing from Elo. I I told I I went through Don Wicklin and nothing against Wicklin, but I had to go over Wiki's head. About what? I got to go over Wiki's head. The whole Victoria's Secret thing? No, no. I could give a flying fuck about that. We that were, was just. Some we were told we were going to the Victoria's Secret thing, fashion uh, show, fashion show last night. You know, one of these celebrity things where you sit down and watch these whores parade up and down the the runway, and it's hot, and then the you know the press is there, so you get a little uh, little boost and stuff. Uh, it's the only reason any of the celebrities ever go to these things is, you know, it's a publicity thing. I don't thing. know. It's Victoria's Secret, though, too. Well, that's good. Yeah. And we want to go, and we had an invite right up until, no, we you know, we, we were never supposed had to. An yeah, invite. we never had an invite. We, had we realized invite. we never had an invite uh, right up until, like, we were supposed to go. And then, oh, you're not going. And and I just I just wrote an email back to Wicklin. It was two simple words. Fuck everyone. That's what I wrote back to Don Wicklin. That was my email back to Wicklin. Of which, thank you, Don. I got a phone call from Don. 
But I left a message with uh, Elo. I know that we are partnered with a wonderful corporation called General Motors, Opie. That's right. General Motors. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yes, you know where we're going. Uh, we but not in my SRX. We're going nowhere in that. We found your door yesterday. No, we didn't you get to didn't. that call. Go ahead. And absolutely, no, we didn't. I don't want a door off a 2004 dented up friggin' green door on my blue thing. It's a, a 2005 SRX. More entitlement here, yes. I'm, 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 More I'm, angry I'm, I'm, entitlement. I'm getting into the entitlement mode. I gotta listen to Anthony. I need Wait a, minute. You give a me new what's door. Wrong, what's wrong with his? What's that, wrong? Now, ah, a little, uh, little. I got a Caddy SRX for my girlfriend. She drives it. So uh, she's in the parking lot of uh, one of these stores over there in Great Neck, mm -hmm. and some uh, Jew broad in a Lexus uh, is coming out of one of the aisles. <laughs> And in a Lexus, and hits the uh, door of the SRX. Jesus, okay. nothing big, but it dents the door and makes it so you can't even open the door anymore. Okay. Needs a new driver's side door. A new one? They can't get uh, somebody to undent it. Undent? This is a 2005 vehicle. New fucking door. Just on And there is no undenting. It's curled. The hinges are fucked. I mean, it was hitting a perfect spot to there fuck is, the there door. There is up. undenting. This is we have to we have to filter out no, entitlement. No, no, when you drive around. You, you drive around uptown, and uh, some Puerto Rican jumps out and goes, you want me to take that dent out for you? That's undenting. I've had that happen before. <laughs> I had a Pathfinder with a dent in the back, and the guy's like, out of nowhere, I'm driving uptown. And he goes, Anthony, you want that dent taken out? No. Anthony now lives as a fancy man. He really did. He lived in the trenches for many years. He ain't, he ain't dealing with undenting anymore, Here's the Patrice. deal. I don't want undenting. I don't want to use door. A, a new door how about, how about is a, as much as a car. I, insurance he don't give a pays fuck. For. He doesn't give a the fuck. The insurance is paying for this. They already wrote a check. I have a check from Geico that is sitting on my desk at home. Yes, desk at home. Wait a minute. Now, here's, a, now here's the difference. Yes. Now, here's a, a, a perfect example of All right. when you get entitled, how you miss out on, on, on other people's situations. The fact is that this Jew broad yeah. hit the car uh -huh. and stayed... To exchange like information, oh yeah, so that Geico could pay. Do you it's know what happens? Great if someone dents my car door, I get it undented. You know why? Because I don't know who did it. They just they left. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, they, or they shot me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and said, "Don't you fucking open your mouth about this door," and they leave. Ah, so I gotta God pay for my door. undented door. Ah. You, a new door is something I would never even. There's think two worlds of. out there, Patrice. Two worlds. This is a. How about a door that's uh, that's a different color? Would you go that no! route? No. <laughs> I don't want. This is a 2005 caddy. So what does Elo have to do with this? All right, here's where I'm going with it. He's like a very busy man. Here's where I'm going. Now it looks busy. like he's going to be a TV star. Busy man. Well, let me tell you something, busy man. I'm going up top. I'm going to the top. Is this uh, Eric Logan? Si, senor. Or is this the actor that plays Eric Logan? Yeah, I, really. I, I'm just, I'm the stunt double. Elo, my good friend. Anthony, uh, I, I, listen, I first, I did get your message out. I apologize. I was going to call you today. If I would have known it had to do with the door, my God, I would have, I would have absolutely called you. I think he's being sarcastic. What no, I, I'm being serious. I know people. What? I that's people. what I figured. I know Elo is a power guy. He knows <laughs> if 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 there's a partnership between XM and General Motors, Elo knows people at General Motors that can go to Detroit, go uh, stop the assembly line. They pull that cord when someone gets their arm caught in like the assembly line. They boop, 
stop and work stops, and and they they will walk up, grab a door that is bound for an SRX, and mail it to me. That's <laughs> the power I know of Elo. I need a door. Now, what I find funny about this whole thing that it took a personal problem for Anthony to call our big to boss. Finally call, I leave him alone because he's a busy man. Holy like you crap. said, he's, he's a, a busy man. Am I the only one obsessing about this radio no. show on a daily Here, basis? Here's the problem. It's like a personal problem for him to get a hold of the boss. Here's the problem he I run, had. He runs X, this guy runs XM? Yeah. 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 The boss XM, this guy. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. he, he has to say he, he wields a fucking samurai sword. So he has these connections at XM connections. And, and Ford or whatever? Uh, GM, or GM GM and XM have a relationship together. Uh, right. They're in business together with the uh, the XM satellite radio going in to the uh, General Motors cars right on the assembly line. It's a beautiful thing. So and I say, love my car. It. I love my XM in my vehicle. It's wonderful. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying he should just go in and like go, hey, Ali. As in Lee Iacocca. Yeah, well, go, that's Dodge. Hey, look, uh, Dodge. I don't know who that is. Lee's going. Way to go, Patrice. <laughs> yeah, you'll be hired on uh, my XM tomorrow. What are you going to do? I don't, what the Just fuck the do I know? I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know who the boss is either. If I did, I'd have called him. What white business Believe me. what I'm asking who but Elo is. The only reason I called Elo, the only reason I called Elo is because my day yesterday was like Roger and me. I was searching. I swear to God, I was that frustrated. I was searching for a time. Top dog. I called first. I called my collision place that Geico sent me to. Yeah, and and they said there are no doors anywhere for this vehicle. Fucking no doors. Because they're not gonna make a door without the car. What? It doesn't exist because the parts they undent. Door is not a part. Anthony. Not on a brand new vehicle. You don't undent. You get a, a new door. A gasket is a part. Uh, some. You know what no. a part is? Something you can take out yourself. I no want one can remove a, a door. new goddamn door. Anthony. How long does it take to press and out no, a door you in You know who deals with doors? Who? The Puerto Ricans, man. People uh, no. who you don't want to deal with. I want a door that I know that the electronics are going to work. It's not like a door on an old friggin' uh, 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 Rambler. There's electronic work in there. You get a door without a dent, there could be 800 other things wrong with that door. There's a mirror system on that door that has to work properly. There's, there's a cup holder. There's, there's things on that door that could be so screwed up unless it's a brand new door. Just throw the car away. I, oh, I came close. I called throw the up. car away. Dude, Patrice, don't even laugh. A week, a week from now, we will find out. And he, he threw the car away. Let me give he you threw, the timeline. He, he threw away a perfectly good couch because some kid uh, might wiped have booger on it. Might have wiped a booger on no, the couch. No, he did. He wiped a booger. But he never. On he, and then what? Gave might it might be bird flu on it or couldn't find lice. a booger. He and couldn't the find a booger sitting on that couch. And that booger on that couch? A child's booger? Yeah. Child's but booger. That's, that's like a oh. child's pee. It doesn't. No. It's like it's not. <laughs> it's not it's really. It's not evil. Oh, it's not evil. It doesn't have the good stuff yet. Yeah, it's disgusting. A man's boogie is different, but a child's booger, dude, he's loving that booger. He couldn't find the burger, which means the couch was obviously fine. That wasn't good enough for Anthony. He threw the couch away. Gone. Are you Gone. serious, dude? Out and Z. A nice actually, couch, Actually, the too. guy that took the wall it away to the garbage actually took it. Yeah, you know, this isn't a fraternity house behind those beautiful eyes, man. I, I don't understand. <laughs> Anthony, why is he like this, man? Uh, Obi? Uh, he, I don't I grew I don't, up. I, he was I, different when I first met him. The situation I had, actually, one example is me and Opie went to an event for a radio station that we were working at. We both pulled, drove there. As we left the event, we stayed late to talk to people, so the parking lot was empty. When we came out... <laughs> 
<laughs> he actually thought the car that I had driven there in was an abandoned car that was left in the woods of the parking lot. I had to park like on the periphery of the uh, parking was, lot. That was at Spooky World. That was at Spooky World he up in the, Massachusetts. He got the last uh, possible uh, spot. And it was like kind of in the woods. Kind of in the woods up on a, a slight hill. He thought it was an abandoned... He goes, what are you walking towards that? They might, don't go there. They... That might be dangerous. Oh my God! Puerto Rican this family this was my car. In that car. Right, it, it was, was my car. My car. That so was my car. So Anthony has come a long way, and he's a fancy person now. And I guarantee he'll just throw the car away. No, and if I could ex continue with my timeline of Sorry, events of yesterday, you will see I came close to throwing the car away. <laughs> I, I so what you're gonna do? You gonna undent it and then get rid of it? No, no, I was just going to throw it away. No, he's going to throw the I car am away. Throw at, at the place I bought it, though, which I also called. First, I called the collision place. They say there's no doors anywhere. They go, you got to call Caddy Customer Service. Okay, I call Caddy Customer Service. They go, you got to call a dealer. I call a dealer. The dealer then sends me to the parts department, which then calls everywhere. They have, like, the computer system for everywhere. <laughs> and I hear the guy going, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. He's typing just, oh, brother. He goes, I checked everywhere. He goes, I checked even Mexico. He goes, there are no doors to this vehicle available anywhere. Uh, yeah, this is Jim from, this. Uh, we're, at, we're at 146 over here in uh, New York. Is there, you, you guys got a door? You, you, you need, we need a blue caddy door. No doors available. <laughs> no doors. I call up, uh, uh, they, and they have me call him. And he goes, you know what? I got two that came up on my computer. One's in Alabama. Another one is in Ohio. Here are the numbers. Call them. So now I'm on the phone with some hillbilly going, we got a door, but it's damaged up pretty bad. I go, all right, thank you. Same thing with the other place I called, damaged oh, so they door. Just, they just got a door that's just like your door. They just found a door, yeah, just like my because door. Because you know why, Anthony? It's probably some poor son of a bitch in California called for my door. Because it's the only it's the only, the only, time a door goes into the system is when there's damage and someone's looking for a door. But so I what they have know. is some asshole in, o in Ohio was looking for a door. Because some Jew broad hits my car, I got to now have an old door. Undented. No, undented is old, damaged door. I want brand new door. Brand new car. Don't brand new door. Just, just, just. So now yeah. I'm fuming. Don't even bother. Now I'm fuming, fuming. So now I call the place I bought the car at in Jersey, and and I go to talk to my guy there, and he's gone because car dealers are like those guys in the old days with the covered wagons and the elixirs. There, this one is wonderful. It cures baldness and everything. And then you try to find him two seconds later. Oh, he's gone. That guy's gone. Car salesmen are scum of the earth, by the way. Just want to say that. Well, can he do something? Can can Elo? Well, I, do I, I, I hadn't even gotten to the Elo point yet. So I call up the car dealership and I call the head general sales manager, who's still there. And the woman goes, "He's on vacation. He'll be back in two weeks." I go, and then I start getting mad. I go, I go, okay. When he left, when Michael left, who did he tap on the shoulder and say, you're in charge? Because that's who I want to talk to right now. She goes, well, I need to know your problem. So I explain the problem to her. She goes, you have to talk to parts first. I go, I don't want to talk to parts. They don't have my part. She goes, but if you talk to parts... Then you can talk to the other guy. I go, because, and here's where I said I'm going to throw the car away. I go, because if this doesn't get resolved, I am driving this vehicle to your dealership at Jersey, dropping this piece of shit off at the front door, and you could deal with it. I'll stop making payments. When they say, why aren't you paying? I say, I gave it back. I gave it fucking back. I'm buying a goddamn Porsche Cayenne. You go fuck yourself with your SRX.
I need a fucking door. And again, the big run around the parts guy again with the oof, making noises into the phone as he types. Finally uh, told me, call up your collision place. Sent me in a big circle. I said, I called him already. It was over. I hung the phone. I threw the phone. Said, motherfuckers. And then I go, you know, Elo. Let me call Elo. Elo. Relationship Elo. with General Motors. Elo. Perhaps someone Elo. on the inside now, can get times, me a door. How many times have you called Elo before this? Uh, I can answer that one. Because... Oh, no. <laughs> Probably never. This is the problem. I've At never least, called Elo. Here's what you should have did. Call him four times before the door. You guys see it the wrong You guys see it the wrong way. You guys see it as I'm only calling because I need something. I see it as I see Elo as being so busy, I will... Look at other ways of solving a problem. <laughs> that's some pimp shit. That's some, that's some I am looking at other ways to solve. We've solved problems before without having to drag Elo in. We'll do it uh, later. But this problem reached the point, and I tried, reached the point where I now have to go to the power broker, the guy that has relationships with higher-ups at General Motors, Eric Logan, to help me out getting a door. <laughs> now, now, Elo, can you get yourself a door? You know, I can, actually. And that's why I don't think there's any doors left, because it's sort of like, you know, how you have extra CDs or record companies. They have extra doors and General Motors. They're just laying around. Elo, there's got to be a way that someone could just snatch one off the line, the big assembly line. I don't see why. I don't see this to be a problem. You don't. I don't. I mean, it's a door. I love I mean, this man. Pe people, people have problems. People go to stores. I need a door. I need a new engine. Need a but, but I've been through like I've been through the whole thing where I went, went through every avenue to try to get a door, and they say there just aren't any. They're what they call back ordered. So there's a whole bunch of people I guess waiting for a door. That's what the problem is. If something's but back I need to be. It means, it means you're in the wrong place in the line to get the door. Right. That's what I'm saying. I need to get up in the queue a bit further. I need yeah. to be at the front of the door line. I'll be mother. I wish I could call a white man and get me a door. <laughs> <laughs> to even think. To even think to do that, man. I'm just getting the PBA cards. This is what my career. PBA. Career. My career is That's getting so me. 1995. Exactly. PBA, they rip PBA he walks cards. Around with a police plaque. <laughs> Elo on his car. With a cop on his. <laughs> is there any way through your relationship with General Motors that maybe my spot in the line could be moved up a little further uh, to to help? Because I I love to get on. And talk uh, 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 well about General Motors and the vehicles that I bought. I have two General Motors vehicles, two okay. Cadillacs. I have my Escalade, which I'm very happy with. I love it. I love the XM unit in there, uh, the way it's integrated into the whole navigation system. I love it. And then oh, XM comes with it's yes, the oh, whole yeah, it thing. Now. And the SRX, the same thing. It's a great well, vehicle. Well, I got a Z70. I got a Suburban. I didn't get. I didn't get built in XM. I got a 2004. 2004. You gotta get You gotta get something that's uh, dated after 1985. After yeah. I got a 2004 um, Z71. 2004. You needed 2005. Well, you need to call. You need to call Elo. You got to upgrade. Yeah. Hey, Elo. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get an Click. Let me get an Oh, what happened to Elo? He's gone. <laughs> I would be indebted to you. All I want is a little you. old radio. I don't want no goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the president? Who's the president of uh, General Motors these days? I don't uh, know. The chairman is a guy named Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner. I, I, yeah. who, I love the guy. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, Rick R Wagner, please, if I could just get a door. <laughs> I really need this door. Yeah. And I need the, uh, a windshield SRI. wiper. Oh, I'm, I'm going to make this a priority. I'm going to work on this door this morning. I'm Elo. Before the end of the show. Yeah, Thank you, you so much. It is, it, is the, the it is the front driver's side door. 
a 2005 SRX. 2005, blue chip is the color, uh, SRX. Blue yes. chip SRX, got it. Yes. Eric, Eric thank you so very well, much. We've got to talk to Eric about The Apprentice, too. That's happening next Thursday? Anthony, do you want me to focus on The Apprentice or your door? Right now, The Apprentice, because you're the star here. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> radio, so. Huh? <laughs> While I'm mad, I'm going to grab your radio when I just go for the gift bag. People are calling me a door diva. How can yes, I be a door, a door diva? It's, it's, yes, man. I cannot believe I'm watching this, man. This New is... door. You know, I love how we can open up windows to each other's world, Patrice. <laughs> you have shown me things. Well, That night at the Halloween party when we talked about relationships. Uh-huh. And you were talking about your girl, and I had no comprehension of how you treat your woman, how she treats you, the relationship there. It was a window to a world I have no clue about. And this now is opening up this a little is, of the I, white man I would never to you. think, even yeah. if I had a friend that knew how to get doors... I wouldn't go, let me call my man. He can give me a door and shit. I, I would go, I would go, damn, where can I go to get this goddamn door fixed right. and this dent out of it without them smashing up inside no. of it or stealing something out of my car? New door. Yeah. Oh, because new door. I look in where they put the doors. There's a lot of springs. There's all types yeah, of gadgetry. Uh, and I go, yep. this can't come off. Why would I even think about taking this shit off? <laughs> there are people that know where every piece goes, Patrice. Yep. They take it off, and it, it's not even like they have spare when parts you, left when over. When did you think to get a door? Like, when did you think that you would the get a new door? The second I got the call that the door was hit, I it was in my head, new door. New door? Not used new door. door. Not collision the, door. the shittiest car that, that someone's scared to get in to I... Like, it, there's process in life. The first car I got after my piece of crap... Was a uh, 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 what did I have? I a cougar. Oh, that's right. A cougar. I had a cougar. A black cougar. Black cougar. <laughs> tinted windows. This thing, and it was my first new vehicle oh, I ever owned. He pimped it up too. He pimped it out. I, I I loved this thing, and since then I've been a fancy driving man. I need a fancy vehicle. His first car, he just left on the side of the road. Yeah, it, it blew up in Mamaroneck, that one that looked abandoned, and I just got out. And left it there and rented a U-Haul. And I still, yeah, I went to a U-Haul place because I knew you could rent it for like twenty-nine bucks one way, <laughs> and just rented a U-Haul, drove that the rest of the way home, and left my car there. Isn't it's that probably illegal? still like, in Mamaroneck. Well, it's probably uh, not a good thing to do. Yeah, like, because you have to the light. It was before I was fancy. But how'd you learn how to get new doors? Like, how, I would not know to ask this. It's just as it's your your bank account goes up. You learn these things. You just learn these things. Yeah, I'm yeah. still I'm still at dented door level. Dented door. <laughs> Patrice, I hope I pray for you that someday you will insist on a new door. I'll call Elo man, listen, you know anybody I know I need somebody to help get a dinner. Uh, I need goes, a new door. I know this this right. Puerto Rican that works for XM. Let, let's get let's get back to Elo. So Elo, the apprentice next Thursday. Yes, buddy. You're the big star, huh? Uh, I don't know if I'm the big star. It's Donald's show. There's really no star bigger than him, though. So. And rumor has it uh, we might get Donald on our show. Next I, I think I think we're going to make that happen. I think uh, you're going to get the Trumpster uh, Thursday morning on your show, like seven ten, seven fifteen. Whoa! But a week from tonight, The Apprentice is all about XM, and Eric Logan's one of the judges. Lee Abrams down there in uh, Washington. Another Do you judge. get to mouth off to anybody? You know, I mouthed off about some people um, to Lee because the goof up that happens, um, which is actually a pretty big one, uh, makes it really easy for us to make our decision. So, what was you know, the was... big goof up? Uh, being in, <laughs> in control of the Open Anthony marketing plan? 
<laughs> no, a small goof up. This is a big goof up, though. This was a. Uh, they, well, I can't. I, see, I'm, on, I'm still under an NDA, so I really can't disclose a lot of things. All right, oh. we just know that uh, it's all about XM next Thursday on The Apprentice. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the, the two teams have to pick up a. Um, they have to pick out an artist, and they have a, uh, some artists, and they have to write a song. They have to produce a song. They have to pitch Lee and Lisa and I, and then we choose which one of these two records based upon airplay on the air because we actually did it on the air uh, back in earlier this year. And uh, callers called up and talked about the two songs, and then we make a choice of which one it is, and whichever one gets added to the playlist uh, wins, and then the other team has to go to the boardroom. That's very, very cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And uh, XM Canada? XM Canada coming soon. And we're part of the uh, programming lineup? I am staring at a channel lineup right now that says the Opie and Anthony Show. So wow. Yeah. Now, see? This is a guy that gets things done. Eric Logan. Absolutely. Well, Eric Logan promised we'd have a bigger audience than Howard, and he's proven it on a daily basis. Also, and you'll, and you'll have it again. also the DirecTV deal starts Monday, right? Starts on the 15th, yeah. So is that Monday or Tuesday? Oh, starts on the 15th. Uh, yeah, we're going to be heard on DirecTV as well. Any other, big, any other big things going on with XM? Uh, tons of big things. Tons of big things. I'm working on... I'm don't help. <laughs> Not when I need stuff. Eric, Eric, by the way, that was Opie hanging up on you, not Anthony. I have total faith in you, and I would never have hung up like that. Respect. What a scumbag. He asks him a question. He falls for every time. And every time he answers, oh, and so every time you hang up. Things going on. He's such a scumbag. Well, in uh, two weeks, we have a click. What the? What? He's still <laughs> talking, too. Do you think he hangs up his phone very uncomfortably, or you think he just like, ah, that's just yeah, what they do? Guys, yeah, if he listens to the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, it's a, I think it's more of an uncomfortable thing. Next phone call. He does this. He clears it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, let's see what my next care thing now. to do today is. <clears throat> next call, HP. Let me just say that. HP. If this one doesn't go through, next call is to HP himself, you Panero. I'm going up, up, up. But I have total faith in Elo. Now, uh, am I crazy, Elo will get did, me my door. Did Iacocca once run for it or once run GM? Uh, I think uh, he worked many, many years before oh, okay. he picked up Dodge. He, in, he worked for some I other company. I think he company. was in the mailroom of... Uh, yeah, like on the assembly line. Or something, yeah. The line worker. What? Who is... Wh That's blue, Anthony. That's Blue? That's one of the famous homeless guys. From uh, Homeless Shopping Spring? Yeah, everyone knows Blue. Yes, that blue. is Big Blue. Couldn't find Tippy Tom, could you? Not this morning. Uh, have you seen him lately? I have. Uh, oh, you have? Uh, well, he was supposed to show up at the Halloween bash that we had, <laughs> and I kept reminding him every day for about three weeks, and I saw him... Uh, I'll be there! I saw him the Saturday before it, and I says, uh, you know what Monday is, right? And he says, yeah, Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, there's a little problem keeping track of the holiday. The homeless really don't care. No. It's a holiday. Really doesn't mean much for them. So instead today, since we're uh, working on homeless shopping again, I got Big Blue. And, Big uh, Blue. Yeah, I think we're doing homeless shopping spree this year. Yes. Yeah. Pulling and out one of the standards. In like, what, three years? Yeah. Pulling and, out one of the standards. Yeah, and like us, uh, Big Blue was on a break as well. He's he been in prison for three and a half years. What happened? Oh, really? Like yeah. the time we were off the air, he was in prison? Don't even right. tell us for what. We'll, yeah, we'll do we'll a little interview with uh, Big Blue. Is he very coherent today? Yeah, he's not bad. All right. All right. What is he on today? Because he's uh, just booze. Just booze. <laughs> What's he listening to? Slow jams. <laughs>
Slow jams? jams? All yeah. right. All right, cool. We'll you. talk about that after the break. All right. Let's say hi to Bob in New York City. Bob, what's up? Bob. Hello. Hello. Hey, man. Go ahead, Bob. I got a picture, Anthony. I don't know why he keeps crying. I, I got three matches. Two in Queens and one in Brooklyn. Yeah, brand new? Brand new. They'll, they'll take them right off the truck and bring them right into you. They got the mirrors, the cup holders, everything. <laughs> there is the cup holders. You need wheels? He's got four beautiful chrome wheels with gold caps. I don't need wheels. All I need is a door. So we can get the door. Now, uh, what, are, what are you, legitimate, or are you in Brooklyn just r taking doors? No, he some tonight. <laughs> yeah, he got some tonight. Let's go to Nate in Brooklyn. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, Nate. Good morning, Black Jimmy. Hey, Anthony. Yeah. What's the matter with you? You're flaunting the white connections in front of a black guy? Come on. Yeah, we're kind of letting the secrets out over here. Seriously, one more misstep <laughs> and you're didn't out I, of the club. Didn't, yeah, I tell, didn't I tell you... That I have a Ph.D. in crackers. You understand? I grew up in Boston. You're a ridiculous black Jimmy. Ouch. You asshole. You don't hurt. I've been white. I have white. You see my back? It looks like LeVar Burton from Roots. And I'm still standing tall. I know about white connections. Of I just course. didn't know to order a door. It, it's it, Now you know. Jesus. Now and what's, know. The, what's the upgrade from PBA? It's FOP, right? Oh yeah, the fraternal order. Uh, yeah, sergeant upgrade. I gotta, uh, I gotta lieutenants. Get I gotta get that. Anthony get drives around. He car. drives around with a plaque. I'm I just don't want to like. I, I just don't want to like uh like be entitled with my white connections. Like I need a door. God damn it! Give I me a door. Do. You know, it sounds like I'm entitled, or I feel I have this entitlement because I just come out on the air like that and say it. But there was so much work that went on for a good three weeks that I did at home on the phone before this blow-up. I was trying my derndest. You know, I would ask for a door if I knew a person to give me one. I would go, if I knew you could give me a door in there, I'd go, I mean, I hope, i go, uh, you know, I know, this sounds crazy. Um, but I no, I, was I come across I like a, damn it. I was hoping I could get a. Do they have doors? <laughs> Let's say hi to Heather. Heather. Hey, is Anthony the door diva? Door diva. diva. Door. I need a door. Punching out. All right, very good. Door diva. What a! I, they I just kept you. running me around and around though. We we're making phone calls, and I figured Elo's the guy to go to. All right, well. Well, can you get the dent fixed and then go look for the new door? No, there's at least no so you can drive it around. No, he just wants a new door. It's wow. not a dent that you know story. you take the plunger and pull it out. It's creased and curled by the hinge to the point where the door doesn't shut anymore. It's it's that bad. It's the door is done. <laughs> Bent. All right. Enough about the door. Enough about the moose. Enough about the door. <laughs> yeah, enough about the moose. Very good. All right, we're going to take our first break. <laughs> we got to get to the Tyra Banks stuttering special today. Yeah. Also, man, uh, you know, it's been sitting in front of us for a few days now. The Dateline online predator thing. Holy crap. Did you see this show? Uh, I did not see it. I Dateline heard some clips. Dateline rented a house in a really nice uh, suburb, and then they did the online chat. And got these predators, With some pedophiles, pedophiles. Uh, posing as children. They they get the pedophiles and then they invite them over the house. And when they walk in, there's a Dateline camera crew asking them, "Hey, what's your problem, bud? What the fuck are you doing here? What are you doing trying to hook up with a young boy?" And, and, they, and instead of turning and running, they actually sit there and talk to the guy. And, well, they can't run because at that point, uh, I guess because it's news, they're gonna yeah. show the footage on TV. You're not signing releases. How about running though? 
Well, they're getting as little camera time as possible. I'll explain that. They don't really t they don't really say what it's for at first. Is the camera hidden or is it right in front of their face? Uh, the reporter just kind of all of a sudden like walks into the kitchen. And it's like, hey, bud. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, bud. Hey, bud, what's your problem? What are you doing here? And then uh, they talk for a while, get some info out of them, and then they explain what it's for, and then they start, um, you know, running. Freaking out a little bit. But at that point, it's uh, too late. They got a, r a rabbi. They got naked guy is the, is the star of the show. Naked guy. Naked guy. I haven't heard about They convinced guy. this guy to come to the house with beer for a kid. And get naked in the garage. <laughs> I haven't laughed this hard in a long oh, what time. what an ass. i so, got to see the video. So then they got uh, video you know, of the kitchen, and all of a sudden, naked guy walks into the kitchen. And there's the report, like, what, with the, what with the, the hell are you doing? With, with, the, with the ball blur? With the, yeah, oh, they yeah. blur out, the, pixelated nutsack. pixelated balls. <laughs> and the reporter, just disgusted, hands him a towel, looking away, like, ugh, cover yourself, and then, and then we'll talk. But not only was he naked, he was naked for a child. Yeah, for a kid with beer. Whew. That's the highlight, right, Nathaniel? Yeah, Screw the rest of it. We can play it right now, all right? Yeah, let's hear. Man told to come in naked. And what do they use, chicks for the voice of the young boys or something? Yeah, they actually used a chick that sounded kind of like a, a little kid, I guess. With the, the 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 girl who plays Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a child, people. I don't know who's still getting caught. Who is still getting? They're the same people that are like sending their bank accounts number and numbers to uh, Nigeria. Yeah. Because there's a fortune there that has to be sent over to the you U.S. Know, my, my roommate got almost got caught up in that. Stop the, it! Yeah, sent the sexy picture of a Nigerian girl. Hey, they kidnapped me and they said I have to stay at this hotel until I get four thousand six hundred twelve dollars. Sorry, you can be there a while. You know, I think we should go through this whole thing. Cause it, yeah, it is, most of these are pretty good. Yeah, these are. this is a really good thing. And then there's a little twist and a surprise as far as the naked guy goes. Ooh. You, you guys didn't see the show? Mm -mm. All right, I'll keep it at that. You won't believe what happens to naked guy at the end of this thing. Here's the first clip. We enlisted the help of volunteers from a vigilante organization called Perverted Justice. Volunteers of this controversial group are experts at pretending to be children online in order to catch and expose potential predators. And in most states, soliciting a minor for sex is still a crime, even if it turns out the minor is really an adult posing as a child. We had to stop at the bank first. While some in law enforcement strongly oppose any civilian group conducting operations, perverted justice volunteers say they are often able to provide authorities from local police to the FBI evidence to build cases and get convictions. Let's go to Guido real fast in Philly. Guido. Oh, yo, yo, guys, what's going on? Hey, man, Guido. See the Egyptian guys who wanted to buy the house, a 13-year-old's going to sell them the house? Yeah, they all come up with some crazy excuses why they're there, and, and uh, you know the reporter, or whatever from Dateline, is like, "No, we got the, we got the transcript. You, yeah. you weren't coming here to buy the house. You weren't coming here to do this. You they were coming here because you court. thought you were gonna have sex with an underage uh, boy. No one's there yeah. for a kid touching sex. The thing was hilarious to watch. I hate to admit, but, that, but. that's the thing. Is like, okay, we, just one little psychological thing. It's like they they said the little girl supposedly this supposed little girl or little boy goes. Come on over to my yeah. house. Sure, I'm going to come on over to your house, little boy. Your house? Not a meeting at Inspiration Point or, <laughs> or, or Al's Diner or something, but, but at your house? Yeah. 
Like what? My mommy's not home. I did, what is? How did? How do you end up doing that? Yeah, like, that's the thing where you go. Are you stupid? Dude, they're so sexed up into a froth. <laughs> they're like, they're just, in a, they're, they're, it's just they're pumping. Just the thought that they are going there to have some uh, sex with a kid is all logic goes out of their head. Oh my god! They lose man. their minds. Yeah, hey, come on in, sit down, have a little. Uh, Oh. I, have some, I have some toy cup tea and some. Oh <laughs> yes, of course. I'm... And I have uh, what's the what's the the easy bake oven cookies. <laughs> <laughs> have a seat, naked man. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the next clip. So how do perverted justice operatives find potential sexual predators? First, they go into chat rooms, usually through AOL or Yahoo, and set up a profile of a 12, 13, or 14 year old. A profile that often includes a photo of a child, obviously underage, like this one provided by the girl's mother. Then the decoys wait to be contacted by an adult. In order to avoid the appearance of entrapment, they never make the first contact. But once a chat begins, the undercover operatives make it known they're open to the possibility of sex. A few decoys even seem eager. How quickly do these conversations turn sexual? Sometimes uh, very quickly. As soon as the conversation is high, my name is, I'm 14 years old or 13 years old, and the gentleman will then say, look at this, and send you a picture or say something else. And that's that would be the crime right there. <laughs> Just can't wait. Look at, uh, hi, how old are you? 14, here's my cock. <laughs> picture of my cock. Not even like a fine how do you do or anything. Like no tact, even for the kids. It's like even a little kid would go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, there, fella. Dude. I just Talk got baseball yeah, for a while. Just, from, you got to get school. some. You got to get some. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> Let's kiss for Damn, excited. Just got home from school. I'm 14 years old. And can I put it in your ass? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> He's eternal. Jeez, what classes you taking? I thought so, older men were supposed to be cool. Yeah. Get out of here. Man. <laughs> be a little smooth. That is a great angle. <laughs> right to it, man. Damn. And then the guy has pedophile voice. The guy doing the thing. It's like gay. Yeah. He has that, he has that look creepy. In the, yeah, creepy voice. Well, now we get uh, into some of the audio of the pedophiles. Listen to this. Here's a 46-year-old who calls himself the Sphinx 59. Yeah. He thinks he's talking to a 12-year-old girl named Sarah. It takes him only four minutes of chatting online to ask her, are you a virgin? She says she is, and then he asks if she's ever performed oral sex. In this chat, as in many other men's chats, things get much more graphic and disgusting. As soon as those boundaries are crossed, in a lot of ways, the chat tends to get a lot more explicit very quickly. This man, VA Male 69 2005, who's 28, thinks he's talking to Aaron, a 14-year-old. He asks her bra size if she shaves anything other than her legs and says there's just something about a teen body. <laughs> I'm 14, my name is Aaron, and I'm a cheerleader. Shave your pussy. <laughs> Shave that snatch. My girl, I'm my girl is a hoe. I still have to talk to her like a little bit. Like I have to go. I have to go. Hey, babe, what, what you doing later? Guys, I'm fucking. I can't even say it to my girl. And name <laughs> is Kathy, and I like puppy dogs. And I'm a virgin. You suck cock. <laughs> suck that cock. 
Jesus, what happened to me? I meant to type in, oh, nice to meet you, and what school do you go to? And I don't know. <laughs> My name is Brittany, and I'm only 12 years old, and I like pop music. <laughs> Lick your ass! <laughs> you need an ass licking? Love licking teen ass. Uh, how about just, you know, why? You like Barbie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something. Yeah, so, things, right then kids cute. Then King Dolls are cute. Yeah, suck that cock. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So at this point, they got the house that they rent, and they got the cameras ready to go, and now these guys are starting to show up at the house, convinced that they're going to meet some uh, underage boy or girl. Once a predator has made it clear he wants sex with a minor and makes a date for the liaison, the crime has already been committed. Wow. He doesn't even have to show up. But will he? The answer is yes. But this man, once he sees me and not a teen, realizes he's made a big mistake and runs for the door. Hey, how are you? Here's another guy who doesn't stay long. Hey, how are you? Good, why don't you have a seat right over here? I'd like to ask you some questions. He makes a beeline out to the garage, barely touches the stairs, and with his arms flailing, runs down the driveway and down the street. Clearly. <laughs> just run just run away. <laughs> How quick did his rod go away when the dateline guy like pokes his face and boop? Oh. <laughs> you gotta have a guy with balls that stands there and goes. Is your daughter home? Uh, <laughs> That's who I was should, talking to. They should have a midget uh, standing there, like with the back turned, like uh, like Sylvester Stallone <laughs> from that movie. What's that? Uh, Nighthawks. Nighthawks, <laughs> and just turn around and go, "What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> hey, you sicko! <laughs> you know what? The, yeah, a little blonde-haired midget, like the one from fucking Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> and then the camera just does a does a close-up uh, backup look. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Leaves a silhouette of him with his arms flying. On the front door, he ran through it like a cartoon. See his arms, legs, and his boner. In the shape of a pedophile in the house. <laughs> <laughs> him, him, and his shadow. Yeah, him and his shadow leaves one too. A <laughs> little bit of curly smoke follows him. <laughs> oh, oh my God, man! Still into it, there, big boy. <laughs> we got Tom on Long Island. Tom. Hey, guys. Anybody hey. pick up how much this guy sounds like uh, Casey Kasem? Yeah, he does sound a little like Casey Kasem. About, uh, Coming in number five, five, a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he does, really. The guy's good. The Dateline guy is creepy. Yeah, here we go. The rest of that clip. Clearly, this man knows he's done something wrong. So does this guy. I'm sorry, you see, this is all myself. No, 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 I want to talk to you for a minute. No, I'm sorry. No, I want to talk to you. No, I'm sorry. He also makes a run for it, but he didn't come in a car, so he keeps running and running, presumably back to a bus station, trying desperately to hide his face. It may look funny, but what these men had in mind based on their internet chats was anything but. Most of the online conversations were so explicit, we can't even begin to show you. Really? Mm. That last guy's no really, really funny because he's running away, and so Dateline hops in a van and starts following him. <laughs> oh, no. And then 
He just busts out an umbrella and holds it over his head while he's so sprinting they didn't away. So they didn't commit a crime by just showing up? They did. They but, already committed the crime. Well, Dateline's not a law enforcement agency, and this other company, or not company, but the, the, these people uh, that have this website, what is it called? Perverted, Perverted Justice. Justice. Perverted Justice. They do this. They don't have any jurisdiction or... Yeah, they're not legally. They can't arrest the guy. I guess so. so no just cop, with no him. cop was available just to. No, I guess at they least didn't. a cop to sit down and to say, "Look, dude, I can arrest you." So oh, I'm sure they're be. gonna be, you know, looking for these guys and plus their lives. Are just ruined. Yeah, the lives are wrecked. This is on Dateline. Imagine going back to work after this. Hey, saw you on TV. <laughs> hey, I was joking. Yeah, it was a joke. I knew Dateline was there. Here's the guy that uh, tried to get out of it by saying he was buying the house or something. Buying the house. From a 13-year-old boy. I don't know. Let's listen in. How's it going? Good. Why don't you have a seat? Thank you, sir. Nice seeing you. What you doing here? His name is Aladdin. He lied online about his age, saying he was 35. He's really 46. And instead of admitting he came here for a date with a 12-year-old girl, he says he's here to look at real estate. Later, he decides to come clean. <laughs> Why did you really come here? Uh, to see, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Yes. And you were talking with Sarah online? Yes. So all that other stuff in the house and all that, that was all a big fat lie? Yes. Okay. Do you know how old Sarah is? No. He tries to convince me that the girl, Sarah, is 18, even though his own words tell a different story. You say you're 35 male, and you say where you're from. She says she's 12. You say, oh, you're real young. You like older men? Depends, I guess. You ask her about her former boyfriends. Did she ever give them oral sex? She says yes. She tells you here that she's 12 years old. What is that number right there? What does that say? 12. 12, yeah. I'm dyslexic. So dyslexic. That's 18 things lie as well. At 21? 21. Then Aladdin apparently oh. begins to feel faint. What are you doing? And lies down on the kitchen floor. <laughs> are you okay? Yes. Do you want your water? <laughs> of course he felt faint. That nigga was looking for that genie. <laughs> he's, yeah. not, he's not rubbing his dick three times. Oh, oh genie, where you at, nigga? I got <laughs> Where's my flying carpet? <laughs> Take me away. <laughs> Only 12 years old. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, cutie pie. Stop whining. Who is your daddy and what does he do? This ain't happening, man. This can't be happening, man. This isn't happening. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. Oh, fucking God. Aladdin. Jesus. Oh, he gets fainted. Has to lay down. That was all in his head. Poor Aladdin. <laughs> Poor Aladdin. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
<laughs> he couldn't wait to like show off with that name. Of course, oh, I'm a Aladdin. I'm a Is that your real name? Another man, 56-year-old Simba, <laughs> came in. Of course he did. Akuna Mata, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Means no worries for the rep. Who the fuck, Dateline? <laughs> Hakuna, who the fuck is the talking about? Hakuna, what? Hakuna, Matai. No worries, Hakuna. Hakuna, Matai. Is at the door. Knocking. It's gonna be crazy. No worries. The rest of your day. Flipping a fucking coin. Looks like a zoot suit. He's spinning his watch, flipping a coin down the street. Getting me a 12 year old tonight. Walking like the frog. Hello, my baby. Hello, why don't you take a seat here and talk to us for a while? What the fuck? Who the? What the? Akuna Matata might mean no worries, but I'm fucked. Akuna Matata. I got a lot of worries. <laughs> For the rest of your days, <laughs> he's tipping his top hat. Tough philosopher, what the fucking uh, wet, who the wet thumb in the corner of his eye? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what the who? <laughs> Looking at himself in the reflection and the knocker on the door. Yeah, look for any boogers. Kids don't like boogers. Akuna <laughs> mahu. Akuna Matata. It means not do. Akuna ma. Akuna ma 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 ma. Akuna ma. It means I'm fucked. Oh shit. Akuna ma. My philosophy. No. Oh, my name uh, is Simba. Uh, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, that nigga couldn't wait to be sexy. Hi, uh, how you doing, baby? Uh, <laughs> if you rub something three times, oh, a, a genie won't pop out. <laughs> Beauty and the creep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Akuna uh, Mawa. <laughs> Akunama, what the f- Wah, wah, the dateline? This ain't good. <laughs> Henchman from Brooklyn on the uh, instant feedback. Was he looking for a lad in his bed? <laughs> yeah, a lad in his bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Aladdin. He did not come there, and his name was Aladdin. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't it be funny if one of these uh, sickos actually says while walking through the door, Opie and Anthony on XM Satellite Radio. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next clip from uh, the Dateline Predator oh, more, Special. Akuna <laughs> oh, oh, better Just sit, sit there for another half hour. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, yeah, let's just go to the clip. Meet VA Mail 69 2005. He's the one who said there's just something about a teen body. He's 28 and thinks he's talking to a 14-year-old. He chatted online for more than a week with our decoy and slowly introduced more and more depraved sexual requests. He even says he wants to involve a dog. <laughs> Come on. Stop it. He wants to involve a dog. 
<laughs> and when this guy get comes in next, uh, he twitches the entire time. He looks like really? he's trying to kiss something the whole time. He's like furrowing like his face his and mouth? pursing his lips the entire time. By the way, we still haven't gotten to naked guy. Oh. I haven't left that hard in phone. six months, and we still haven't got the naked guy with that little twist at the end of the show. Here we go. How you doing? How you doing? Why don't you have a seat right around that stool? What's guy. happening? How much? What are you here for? Just coming to talk to him. Coming to talk to who? That's it. Why are you so nervous? That's it. I just got nervous. I was coming to talk to Aaron. How old is Aaron? She didn't tell me. Try again. The lying motherfucker. I saw I saw 14. So you thought it was okay to come here to see a 14 year old girl? No, I didn't. And you say, would you ever try anal? Ouch, that's like it could hurt. Not if done right. You have to be very gentle with that. <laughs> Quite a Romeo. I'm I'm a lonely guy. What can I say? He's more than just a lonely guy. We did a background check on VA Mail, and it turns out his real name is Joe Wunderler, an Army sergeant stationed at Fort Belvoir oh. at the Intelligence and Security Command. Oh. He was. What are you doing to get help? I'm seeing a, a psychiatrist right now. Well, it doesn't look like it's working too well based upon all this. I just started talking to him. And this gets pretty freaky here. You talk about sex acts with a dog. One of the reasons why I'm trying to get help because I've gotten into fetishes that I that I know aren't right. I guess you're going to tell me next that this is the very first time you've done something like this. Actually, it is. I'm serious. Sure, he is. Wow. They all have the same thing. It's the first time. Uh, they don't know how old she is at first, and then they kind of fess up to it. And they're also in therapy to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. dealing with it. All right, we got a naked guy, but first it's the rabbi. Oy. They caught a rabbi, too. It's 4 o'clock in the morning in an AOL chat room. This 54-year-old man, screen named Red BD, messages a 13-year-old boy named Conrad, saying, I'm prowling for young men. What he goes on to say in the pictures he sends are so graphic, we had to carefully edit them before putting them on television. These pictures, carefully. the one they could show, yeah. it's, all you can see is his face. And his entire mouth is blacked out. Really? So I can't imagine what's going on there, that they had to black out the mouth only. Dreidel, 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 I'll shove it up your ass. Dreidel. They blocked his mouth out because he was saying such depraved... No, it was no, the picture. Was I can only assume there oh. was something in his mouth that's not supposed to be there. Oh, oh, TV. oh, no. Is that it? I can only assume. Why else would you block out only was the mouth? Was it a curly cue, Jew? The curly no. It was just... Did he look like a rabbi? Was he in uh, his uh, rabbinical clothing? <laughs> no, he was, he was in his street clothes. But he had that rabbi look. Does he use the uh, excuse he thought the kid needed a circumcision or something? <laughs> he was just there. I'm a moil. <laughs> I, sm I smell skin. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I want it gone. Part two of this. And as you'll hear when we read from his chat log, it's clear Red BD knows what he's doing is wrong. You're only 13? Uh, yeah. That's rape. Dude, I tell you that before. Yes, I remember. Oh, okay. Just, you're so, so young. I've never been with a young man like you, but I would like to. I'd love to rub your penis like a mezuzah. Mezuzah. All right. You know what? Let's take a break and we'll continue with this because we're halfway done.
Halfway? Oh <laughs> like half? Yeah, we got the naked guy next. Means no worries we'll get, for the rest of your day. We'll get right into naked guy <laughs> after the break. How's that sound? Fantastic. Drew Boogie. Gotta love that. It's the Open Anthony program. Patrice O'Neill in studio today. Are you promoting anything, Patrice? Just hanging? All right. Yep. Just nodding away. All right. Yep. Just hanging out, man. And Patrice will be with us tomorrow as well. Got to go right to the phones. James from Georgia. James, go ahead. Hey, I, I was just wanting to know, why the hell does Anthony know the whole Hakuna Matata song? It sounds like he might be some kind of pedophile himself over there. Oh, you. <laughs> Who doesn't know that? It's a little strange, because you don't have kids, Anthony. No, I don't have kids. You don't but... hang out with nephews or nieces or anything, where you see these movies over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, Kuna Matata means no word. Kuna Matata. I don't know where I picked that up. I go to Di- I go to Disney a lot, you know. So that's kind of plays. Well, and then you let's know see a what else. Bit about everything, so right. That is a really famous song, though. I yeah, know a lot of songs that, that I'm not a fan of. Anyway, you know, Kumatata is like in in our in our social psyche. There. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't you, know that. But one? you knew a couple of the nuances that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that only a big fan would know. <laughs> I, I saw the Broadway production too, so perhaps that's why. Akuna, I'm a blam. Let's get back into this. The Dateline online Predator uh, show they did recently. Predator and. Uh, Jay Leno. Jay Leno brought it, man. He brought it. Jay Leno? Well, he he did a few jokes on this whole special. Oh, he did? And we just did the rabbi guy that got caught, right? The rabbi that went to the house. The rabbi guy caught. Did you hear about this? Thinking he was uh, going to you know, uh, meet a 12-year-old girl, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is what Jay Leno had to say about that. This is such a creepy story. I don't know if you saw on Dateline the other night. They had this horrible part on online predators. Like men who meet underage boys on the internet. Did you see any of this? They set up a sting in a house where these creepy guys would show up expecting to meet a kid to have sex with. Yeah. One guy was a rabbi. Imagine a rabbi posing as a priest. How horrible. Uh, that's pretty funny. There he is. I didn't know it was going to be a priest joke, but I didn't see it going there. That, that was pretty good. And then I went to the Letterman, and he was talking about how big the squirrels are in Central Park or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's get back into this thing. We're up to Naked Guy, finally. Finally. Everyone knows the premise, right? Basically, uh, they, they rented a house in the suburbs. They, they got these guys to actually come to the house thinking they're going to meet an underage girl or boy. Mostly mm-hmm. uh, boys. Oh, dear. And uh, this, this guy was the star of the show. Let's go right to the clip. Here comes Special Guy 29. Earlier online, he told our decoy, who was posing as a 14-year-old boy, that he's an 11th grade English teacher. Then he told the boy that he hates condoms, but he's safe. Our decoy asks Special Guy 29 to bring beer and then throws in a request, a technique often used by law enforcement to illustrate intent. He types, side garage is open, strip to your underwear and come in. I be in mine. The man Uh, says, I don't... Now, this is Dateline Who's fucking falling for this one. Now, this is Dateline just having fun with their little yeah, sting yeah. operation. Let's see how uh, how crazy we can Sometimes get Sometimes used by law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, no. Law enforcement with a real good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just want... Dude, let's try to get the guy naked. So when we fucking arrest him, he's what, naked. What do you say, dude? <laughs> right. I, I, that is That is perfect. But who is the fucking idiot that's actually getting undressed? Again... Whipped into a frenzy. Let's uh, let's back up and see what happens here. Side garage is open. Strip to your underwear and come in. I be in mine. The man says, I don't wear underwear. So the decoy says, 
than come in naked. We never thought he'd really do it, but we were wrong. After casing our house, walking up and down the street, here he comes with the beer. And you can guess what he does in the garage. <laughs> Got naked in the garage. Oh. <laughs> and you could never guess what he does in the garage. <laughs> uh, your feet on the ground and keep reaching for your cock. <laughs> and now a long-distance dedication. <laughs> About a man naked in a garage. Naked in the garage. It, re it reads, Dear Casey. <laughs> I'm a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> what a creep. More naked guy. Could you explain yourself? No. I'm sorry. Shoot. Go ahead and cover up. Certainly. Oh. The man's name is John Kennelly. He tells me he's 29 and a bus driver. Then he changes it to a teacher. What kind of conduct is this for a high school teacher? None, sir. I've never done this before. So you just woke up this morning <laughs> and said, I'm going to get involved in an Internet conversation with a 14-year-old boy. I'm going to go to his house, strip naked, and walk in with a 12-pack of beer. No, sir. What would have happened, John, if I wasn't here? Fun, fun, fun. Do you know that it's illegal? Yeah. To have a conversation on the internet with the intent to have sex with a minor. Yes, sir. He says he knows it's illegal, but it appears that's not enough to deter him. Yes, there's the tease. Did you know it's illegal? Of course. Who doesn't know that? That guy's whipped up. That's not the end of Naked Guy. No? Oh, no. He looked like he was crying, was he? Yeah, he, he was really freaked out that he got caught. What do you think? What do you think the legal like? If there was no such thing as as law and all this bullshit, we just what? What do you think the the age would be that like a regular dude would go now? Nah. Oh, nah. What the cutoff point? The cutoff the the, the a regular the dude primal cutoff point of nah I'm primal like morality steps just in you and you go, tells wait you. Wait a minute, there must be a god and he's watching. I can't do that. Sixteen, sometimes fifteen. Sixteen, fifteen years old. Sometimes fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen, you think? That's the yeah. Back in the <laughs> that's, that's the cave. That's the caveman. Cut that's off. caveman club over the head. <laughs> cut off. Uh, she doesn't even have hair on her back. I'm not gonna do. <laughs> Can you imagine the shit that was going on during the caveman era? <laughs> during the pilgrim era? <laughs> pilgrim. Well, uh, when did they live till? You know, they kind of died young back they then. They died at yeah, 30, so they had to yeah. get going at 10, So they had to start a little early. Yeah, sure. You're an old fucking <laughs> school marm by 19. It's You're just, right. Someone had to finally look around their little uh, town and go, what the? We need some laws. This, this, has, to, make this some laws. has to stop. This has to stop. Because I know 13, look, I, I started, you know, you start early. There's always a girl that... that that fucks everybody in the neighborhood, you know. Mm -hmm. what I mean? When you're growing up, so we started at 12 and 13, you know. Yeah. And, and they was the girls, you know what I mean? So I know. But they're talking about, you know, it's not 13 on 13. 13 on 13. That happens. You're talking, you know, this guy's in his 50s trying to hook up with a 12 year old. But they got the game of a 12 year old. Yeah. Like, <laughs> coming over. <laughs> Like, they don't have any skin. I can Shave anything else besides your legs? It's not even seduction. It's not, they're not seducing the kid. No. no. It's, 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 it's the mentality of a 12-year-old. Yeah. Tom makes a good point in Indiana. Tom? How you doing, boys? Hey. Morning. Hey, uh, how many of these uh, guys do you think are going to ice themselves? I mean, you're on TV. You've been caught wanting to fuck little kids. 
How in the fuck could you go anywhere and live? Yeah, you think they're going to just blow their brains out oh, or hang themselves bet, or something? I, you know, nah. I bet you get a running toad board. I bet half of these fuckers on here are going to get nailed. Yeah, because uh, you can't go to Thanksgiving with the rest of the family. Fuck, where could you go? You don't have a job anymore. You're not going back uh, to your cubicle. I think oh. I think that uh, I think this is this is this is some more uh, conspiracy shit. It's like I I just think the media just runs our thought processes so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> they decide how long we think about this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. he gets fired, but it's like no one no one really cares. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Once they're done with this, it's Dateline. We're moving on to the next thing. Did you see Dateline? Next week, we'll be talking about, with the same affection, the cleanest restaurants, the cleanest fast food restaurants. Right. And I was into that when they was talking about And these guys will just nasty. be bobbing in last week's wake, <laughs> like of the, the destroyer that is the fucking yeah. Dateline show. But they got to continue with their lives. Yeah. How do you look at your family? It, it, how do you fucking? go to your family. There's a way now. to get out of that. Dyslexia is easy. I thought she said she was 21. It's so easy to just bullshit. You think? And Aladdin, come on. To get Aladdin? Just say I'm retarded. Or, <laughs> look, nigga, my mama named me Aladdin. Do you know the pressure? <laughs> All right, let's get back How to this. They, they got to know it's a setup, though. They got to know it's some That's kind of setup. That's why it's so easy to get out of this. It's so... They uh, might be holding back something. Maybe, as he, okay. maybe Grandma will look the other way at Thanksgiving, but in, this in her own thoughts, she knows what's going on. Would you fall for that? Would you just go... I wouldn't even be in the position where I could fall could for you, that. Where you would be in it's, that position, but if you was in that little goofy... Like, if I was talking to a chick that was supposed to be my age, uh -huh. and she said, come on over, baby. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, what, the, what kind of setup is this? But, yeah, you're going to get there. Her uh, guys you, are going to yeah, beat got, the shit out of yeah, you and you rob you. You out your mind? We got to talk a little longer than this. But yeah. some kid goes, come on, see me at... But they're, but they're doing it. I mean, the point we're making, though, I mean, do you go back to your regular life? And how is that? How is that? Yeah. How do you go through that? Or do you live the rest of your days by yourself somewhere? Uh, hermit. Everyone's watching football on Thanksgiving, and there you're, you're you you come over. Like, hey, it's like, hey, hey, they're talking about you before you get there. Right. You come in. Oh, here he is. Hey, how you doing? Let's, Sit down. Let's try to make him feel comfortable. Okay? Yeah. Let's not bring it up. <laughs> uh, hey, look, is he the twelve-year-old or this turkey? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck the turkey. Yeah, buy two turkeys. Huh? One I can fuck. One I can eat, and then maybe I can stop. <laughs> yeah, we're all having turkey, but I hear you like chicken. <laughs> Alright, here we go. More audio. <laughs> Just about every one of them gave me the same story. So this is the first time? Mm-hmm. You know, I hear a lot of them. Yeah, no, it's true. I've never visited a teenage boy before in my life. The first time in my life has this happened to me. First time? Yes, sir. I've never done this before. And some came up with more creative excuses. She says was 13 as well. I was concerned she was going to be by herself. So I just stopped and talked to her. So you're just being a good Samaritan? Yeah. Because there was a 13-year-old girl home alone. Yeah. Right. And so out of the goodness of your heart, you were going to stop by. Yeah, could be anybody. And, yeah. and babysitter, is that the deal? Well, sort of, I guess. Worst My lawyer's going to say. God, why didn't one of these guys just punch, punch him that, in the head? That swarmy... Reporting the face. Thinking you were here for some kind of sexual. Nah, just come. come you should have been somebody should scream. This is a setup. Yeah. You lied to me, mother. Ah, oh, no. Ah, oh, I didn't write that. I didn't write that. I didn't put that. That's what the. Right. The, no one's oh, denying oh, it. Oh, at I'm all. gonna sit down right now. First of all, you said you said you was a video hoe. I got the. I, <laughs> if I thought you was a nigga, just go out your fucking mind. You understand what I'm saying? That's why were they all white guys? Uh, yeah. Well, there was Aladdin. 
And Aladdin was what? M- mostly white guy. an Arab? Yeah. Double. <laughs> Arabian? Yeah. Double double 13. Double double 13. Double pedophilia. They have curly shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, see, see what that, that paranoia? That's that old saying. That, you know, it's like, look at that, that black paranoia. Keep you from tiptoeing over somebody's goddamn house like that. You know what I mean? You never do shit like that. Yeah. It's just, you don't even want the suspicion that that shit is happening. Like we've talked about in the past, if I walk into a bathroom and there's only a kid in there, I am out so fast. And I'm not even kidding about this. I am out so fast. Before that door is shut, I am back out because... I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, 99 out of a, you know, one out of a billion. It, it absolutely. All you need is for that kid to say something. I want to be on camera going in and out of that fucking bathroom uh, in a second. Then go, that, no. If I see a kid in the mall walking by, I, I get so mad because I'm on camera. Yeah. And I'm just imagining they, they're docking up that picture of me holding the hand. The, 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 um, <laughs> the, skip, the, skip, the skip jump picture of walking out yeah. the mall. But I'm going, no, I was bringing it to the parents. Where's my mommy? Oh, he's yeah. over here. Skip, skip, skip. Kid's <laughs> gone. You're holding yeah, the hand. Man, fuck that. It's like, where's your picture? Hello. Yeah. It's like, hello. I could be accused of pedophilia here. That's it. Keep your goddamn kid where everyone can see him. In a public place, in a fucking elevator. Are you out your I will mind? be as far away from any kid in a fucking elevator as is humanly possible. That, it's, you can't because, do that. Because, yeah, you don't want, you know, oh, at the movies, afterwards, some kids pissing next to me in the urinal. I'm like, why is this happening? There should be a guy who's with a thing, I'm his dad, holding, you know, I'm his dad. You don't let him do yeah. It's like... All alone in the bathroom. Do, he uh. co- what if he just co- if he just goes, you know what? I feel like playing around. Yeah. <laughs> Make it try to grab my balls! Uh. And you know what? You ain't talking yourself out of it in front of the fucking door of the bathroom with the pop. You're not going, well, it didn't happen, obviously. The kid's I couldn't lying. even All right, you myself. can go home. There'd be cops there. Their knees would be in the back of your neck so quick. <laughs> and then you'd have to be explaining it down there. I didn't fuck. Well, you could cop a plea. You could go. And no, it's over, Johnny. I was taking a piss. You took a piss on him? Yeah. No, I am. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kumi, is it true you know the words to Akuna Matata? <laughs> I, I was pissing, I swear to you. I was at Disney. <laughs> I go to Disney. Why do you go to Disney a lot? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Do you have kids? Yes, I do. Do any of you know the, the entire... <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I don't know all do the words. Do you know the remix to Akuna Matata? <laughs> Mr. Kumia, do you know the words to Akuna Matata? Would you sing it to us right now? <clears throat> I'd like to settle. Wait, Akuna Matata. I don't know the song. <laughs> well, we have a tape, but you're singing it pretty. Here's you on the radio. Akuna Matata. For the rest of your days, some philosophy. <laughs> this, Your Honor, I'd like to submit this tape into evidence. This is the People's Evidence Number Thirty Eight. I oh, cut a deal. Means no worries. Yeah. Wow. Best. Yeah. I guess I'm not gonna be going out on we Halloween. Also have an undercover tape of him at karaoke, only doing that song. Akuna I'm a blam. <laughs> <laughs> that is some shit. I, I get that. Man, that scares the dog that shit feeling, out of right? me, man. Yeah. 
Uh, listen, we got to go to the phones. <laughs> we got to try to move forward a little bit. Maddie, a girl in Florida, I guess. Maddie. Hey, hey guys. Love, How old are you, Maddie? <laughs> we love that the girls call this program when Jimmy's not here. For some reason. Yeah, we get more phone calls from girls when Jimmy's not here. For some reason, they feel nice. like they could call in when Jimmy's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Just something we've noticed, that's all. She said she was Maddie from Florida. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, Maddie. Hey. So, what do you got? Uh, I was just saying, you know, these pedophiles, once they get caught doing something like this, you think when they go to Thanksgiving dinner with their family that, you know, they get told, well, you're not going to be sitting at the kitty table anymore? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kitty table. They are far away from the kitty table. A hell of a way to not sit at the kitty table anymore. You get the head of the table by proxy. Because that's in, the furthest. Yeah. And she's in Florida, right? Yeah. Florida has, a, a, a like, a pedophile epidemic. Like Do the they? Fl- it, that's all like you the ever hear. Flu. Is the, like that that last one that that hurt me. Usually, shit like I don't even think about that uh-huh. one that that that, that the, 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 when they show the guy at the car wash grabbing the, grabbing the girl. Oh, that but, one yeah. got me. And yeah. that's from Florida. Are oh, they all from Florida, dude? There's a lot of Floridians yeah, out there messing around. Was the girl with the little the little pink Kango hat? Wasn't she from Florida oh, or something like Jesus. that? Jesus, there's a lot of them from Florida, dude. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, being in the bathroom, Mario in Virginia has a story. Mario. Hey, boys, what's hey, up? Hey, Mario. Mario. Oh, man, guys, you don't understand. I tell Anthony brought this up. I was uh, at a movie theater, and I couldn't hold it anymore. And I go to take a piss, and I'm mid-stream, and this little kid walks in by himself, and he starts staring at my uh, staring at my junk, and I'm just peeing there, and I'm, cir- I'm circumcised. And he stares at it, looks at me, he goes, Oh my God! You have a magical penis. I freaked out. Stop it! <laughs> it's a magical penis. Is it true that you have a magical penis, sir? That was Aladdin. Aladdin. Yes, I do. Yeah, rub it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my wish will come true. Heavy <laughs> peas and goes. <laughs> wow! You don't want a kid pointing out your magical penis now. Oh, Hot Carl in Wisconsin. Oh. Hot Carl. <laughs> hot Carl. What's up, Hot Carl? Hey, how you doing? Say, I can't do the Casey case I'm, uh, like uh, Anthony does, but I think it goes something like that. Dear Casey, I'm a 29-year-old 11th grade school teacher caught naked in a garage with beer by Dateline. Could you please play Prison Sex by Tools? Sincerely, <laughs> Kid Fucker. <laughs> well, Kid Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Blood Fart. Blood Fart. Oof. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, man. Um, why are these guys sitting there? I mean, what? What? I bet you Dateline promised them that they wouldn't turn into the cops to use their real name. If it was me, I would just bail. Like, you you got to, like, run immediately. I don't understand why they didn't just, like, whip their head around so you get, like, a blurry picture of them and just run. Because people Maybe they are dumb. The cops. Yeah, people are stupid. People are so stupid that you can absolutely, we're such a therapeutic country that you can absolutely talk your way out of this thing. Yeah. They knew to go, hey, man, I had a problem. And dogs, no one suggests fucking a dog. It had to be done. Like, so it, you, someone suggested it to you for you to suggest it to somebody else. <laughs> hey, yeah. you mind, dude? <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't do dog fucking... That one time that it that you try to do right right it's just like that's what he's doing. <laughs> well, a lot of these guys just didn't know what was going on. They didn't know it's Dateline until like ten minutes into it. So if they just, an adult is there, yeah. there's a problem. Maybe they thought he was the madam. 
Oh, really? <laughs> the madam? The pedophile brothel. Gonna be setting up. <laughs> hey, what's happening, man? Where'd you find this little sweet tender thing? Yeah. All right, let's get back to the audio here. Jay so why would a man with so much to lose risk everything to meet a child for sex? Dr. David Marcus, a clinical psychologist who treats men with sexual compulsions, says it's a powerful addiction. They don't know what's driving them. All they know is they're being driven and they can't stop. And to risk themselves so greatly clearly shows how powerful a ride that is. Very powerful. They're just very worked up. They know that there's, you know, a risk there, but they just are so worked up. Yeah, this next clip is great because now they all find out they're on Dateline. And then now they just want to find the nearest door. And now they're about to learn I'm not a parent or the police. First, the rabbi. Could you please show me who, tell me who you are? I'm more than happy to tell you who I am. I am Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing a story on computer predators. You idiot. Now they knew this was all being taped for the record and for broadcast on Dateline. The doctor. But if there's anything else you want to say. Nothing. The teacher. And if there's anything else you'd like to say, we'd like to hear it. If and not, the man who stood naked in our kitchen. Thank you. I don't have anything else to say. There's nothing else to say. Well, we of, took all candid cameras. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. They give him the candid camera thing where Alan Fun steps in. We took all candid cameras and put him in a kitchen and had Fanny Flag pose as a 15-year-old boy. Watch as the fun and hijinks start as he undresses and comes into the kitchen. <laughs> You're on candid camera with the hocus pocus. You're in hocus. It's your lucky day. Yeah, real lucky. Smile. You're on oh, you got me. There's the camera. It's right in the microwave oven. Hi. I watch the show all the time. I never thought I'd be caught. <laughs> this is fantastic. You got me, motherfucker. You got me. You've been punked. Dude, you've been punked so bad. Dude, you watch your mother. Ashton, Ashton pops out. Ashton pops out. Dude, you're naked. It's so awesome. Right when, right, right when you are uh, uh, lubing up the helmet, he's like, he's running up. Okay, stop now. Okay, you've been punked. Oh, I, you know what? You better stop. Fuck a kid in the ass. I was getting ready to punch this child in the butt, and here you, cause you crazy motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Put me in Guess Who too. <laughs> I said I'd never be caught. You mother. <laughs> Just when you thought this couldn't get any better, remember naked guy from earlier, Anthony? You could forget him. Showed up naked and uh, with beer. Well, he returns. You might think that this 43-year-old man who walked into our house naked, ready to meet a 14-year-old boy for sex, would be so humiliated after being caught literally with his pants down uh -huh. that he'd never try it again. Yet we find him right back online, in a chat room, 
the very next day. And again, the chat quickly turns sexual. And believe it or not, again, he agrees to yet another date for sex. Our decoy asks if he wants to meet at McDonald's. But first, he confirms the meeting is not about food. He really wanted to make sure it was about sex. So he decides to meet the kid at McDonald's. Because obviously McDonald's. they're not going to use the same trick, trick and say, hey, come to the house. <laughs> he, was he goes, now, you ain't Dateline. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm coming. He's sitting there at home going, what are the odds? Come on. It ain't going to happen again. It happened twice. Not twice. I'll meet you at the bottom of the ball pit. <laughs> wait, wait. Even the kid types first. The kid types first. And I'm not Dateline, so don't worry. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, they tried to trick me Thank God. Coincidence you even mentioned that, because yesterday I was in a house. <laughs> That's weird. You see that shit? Well, listen to this. I have been in television. I got to set this up. I saw this part. So, obviously, uh, he's going to meet the kid at McDonald's. Yeah. Now they're staking out McDonald's. Oh, my God. And here comes the guy. He's walking up to McDonald's. So What an asshole. So, so the dude from Dateline... Gets right up to him. This is the first words he says to the naked guy who's now clothed at McDonald's yeah. hoping for uh, another meeting with a, a young boy. I have been in television for 24 years. <laughs> I just came to get something to eat. And I have <laughs> very seldom been at a loss for words. Sir, I just came to but get something to eat. But I don't even know what to ask you first. I just came to get something to eat. Something to eat. Some later changes his story. <laughs> Last night, you walk into a house in suburban Washington, <laughs> naked, with a 12-pack of beer, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Today, you're on the internet again. You have an inappropriate conversation with a boy you think is 13, and you set up a meeting here at this fast food restaurant. What was your intention? I don't know. The man admits he knows what he's doing is illegal. Then why do you do it? I need help, and that's what I'm seeing a psychiatrist for. Oh, oh motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> torture! It's torture! God, is that fantastic. How great is that? Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, hey, Dateline again. You guys want, you guys want some fries? What, what do you want? Three, uh, quarter pound of a cheese. I need how many? Guys, the crew, I got it, I got it. the crew, everybody. I'm buying. I got it. What you want? You... Cheeseburger? Um, Cokes, everybody. The chicken select. The new sandwich with the chicken select. I get a chicken select. No, 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 no. Sit down. Chicken select. Uh, chicken select. And, and some beer. <laughs> Fuck with your beer. I'm just, from kidding. Yesterday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, Ooh. here's the final clip. Don't these people know that this is illegal and that very possibly they could be talking to a decoy or getting pulled into some sort of undercover investigation? Well, if you look at the internet and the amount of people who are soliciting these types of crimes, the chances of getting caught, caught are probably fairly slim. Mm. Fairly slim. Fairly slim. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like everybody gets caught. Yeah, you got caught twice in, a, in two days. In two days. Jeez. Yeah, Doesn't it just seem like everyone gets caught? That's the unlucky lottery. I don't think there's guy. one guy typing to a kid meeting somewhere, having sex, going home, putting his hands his hands behind his head, leaning back on, ah, that was great. That worked out perfectly. <laughs> away. And like, nothing ever happens. I just don't see that happening. One city wants to pack all their sex offenders into a three-block area. Problem is, it could be right next to your house. Mm. Yes. Sure. 
One of the most famous news teases. Makes you uh, believe it almost. All right, Ant. We got uh, brand new news uh, teases. Ah, we we'll, love the news teases. Yeah, we'll try to get Fear. to this after the break. Also, in honor of the dude that sounded a lot like Casey Kasem, we got to play the Casey Kasem outtakes. Ah, one of my favorites. As we go to break here, check this out. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? Geez, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Geez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and i got to talk about a fucking dog dying. On XM Satellite Radio, it's a, it's a virus, the ONA virus, spreading across America. Thank you, XM. They're kind of waking up. I'm, I'm uh, getting reports. There's billboards all over the place. Oh, yeah. We're part of the main advertising that's going on in all the uh, the hot magazines out there. I'm very happy with uh, with the marketing and the way they're pushing the show now. There's a pullout in uh, almost every magazine that's on newsstands right now. Oh, yeah. It's a huge XM pullout, and we're part of that. Our pictures are on there. It's it's just great. Things are, billboards. are, 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 are turning around for us. That's nice. I love it. Huge, you happy now? Huge oh, Ed yeah. in uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Are you happy now? See, you guys are all confused. I'm a much happier person. Are you happy that it's coming together now? It's yes, I'm very You're happy. Feeling better? Course. Yes, I all am. right, good. Yes, God I bless am. you, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a happier person in general. Everyone would say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank wow. God. He didn't even pause. No. I well, like that. Because I know when I know when O came back, it was Genghis Khan, baby. It was like, I'm gonna get revenge on all you sons of bitches. And now Opie's look at his face. Wow. No, nothing it's was worse clearer. than end of tenure at NEW Opie. That oh, was that was boy. when he was at just the height. I think there was it was professional uh, problems because of the work environment and uh, some personal problems with relationships, which, I, which I went through at one point during it just all fell, it was the just radio all career like it there. Apart. So yeah, it was just well, you know was suicide in there. Tell the truth. No, no, and then the company <laughs> did it creep in. Not serious. Did it creep in? Like not even in a serious. I'm gonna kill myself, but just like. 
No, really. let me get. Let me just finish it. Let me just get it, get it out of here. No, I just started wandering around America for like two years. And we tried to help you too. Anytime we bumped because that was I tough know. crowd time. So I, we, I was on my highs. Like, what's up, old baby? What's happening? Opie was pulling kung fu. How's that little wandering. show going on? Oh, yeah. still uh-huh. off. All oh, that old crazy old damn it! They take it off. <laughs> Let me. I got to go do tough crowd. Not tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, hey, you're still in Brazil. These guys, oh, these guys, Brazil, baby. These guys, yeah, they were trying to talk me into going to Rio. We still showed you a lot like, of love, though. That. We wasn't like, oh, you ain't got no radio show. No, I, I watched very closely and I made a list of who my friends are, who my true friends are. Who was naughty and who was nice. Now, Patrice, hey. And Patrice made the list. Yeah, because we see, oh, what's up? Oh, because I never thought about you as the mm-hmm. radio guy. Like, and, then, and then there were people that really surprised me. I'm like, wow, I thought that dude would have, like, supported me through this, but absolutely not. Let's go. We was, every time I see him, let's get nigga fucked up. Yeah. Let's go to Brazil, man. Yeah, <laughs> me, you, come on. Suitcase. And then we had no respect with the company. We were making them uh, just ridiculous money, and they didn't give a fuck about us. It was all about Howard, 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 Howard. Did you Howard, get any Howard, revenge? Howard, Howard, Howard. We're For, getting, listen, we're forget, getting revenge every no, day no, no, now. No, I was getting ready to say, stop. I don't want to hear the the. We get revenge by putting on a great show. Oh no, no, nothing. <laughs> like I'm that. talking about. Did you get some like somebody where you just you just go? Oh, thank you, thank you that he got to this be fucked up over. Um, this. let's we, see. We uh, did some thanks. We got some things done. You know, just like... John Sykes wound, wound up getting thrown out, which was good. That right, made me something feel like good. that. Something really good. Like oh, yeah. Somebody lost he, a he job. He wound up getting thrown out. And the company itself lost millions, millions and millions and of dollars. millions of dollars based not on millions to us an, not being... Uh, a broadcasting means, company like Infinity Broadcasting, whatever. But we're talking 10, 20, 30, 40 million. Which means somebody got their head Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A head roll. Oh, and every radio yeah. station we were syndicated to, just about, with no exceptions, uh, just still blow. All Good. those radio stations. That, that's so what I'm blown. talking about. Forget yeah. that. We get revenge. We were on by... at WNEW uh, here in New York. They're still, still trying to get some real ratings over there. Still. And just the fact Three that they're scrambling later. trying to replace Howard. Just the fact that they're scram- They're throwing in what is going to amount to, and you don't have to be Kreskin to figure this one out, complete failures. They, they These really are going to be abominations when people replace Howard Absolutely. in the morning. David Lee when Roth. It's David Lee might Roth. be good, though. David Dude. Lee might be good. We started the show uh, off explaining radio. David Lee Roth doesn't have it. it he doesn't have it in him. He can be an entertaining guest. Yeah, he could be on, on every once show, in a while. The first two weeks of his show might even be good. Then after that, when you realize, oh fuck, I just talked about everything that has ever happened to me in my life. That's, that's the when thing about that's radio. when that's you need that a, amazes me. Like that's ah, when you need a radio guy to kind of figure all this shit out. Like, oh, we'll start playing games. We'll do this. We'll make up some cute little. Uh, you know, um, um, uh, showcase bits like Whip 'Em Out Wednesday and Assault on the Media. Yeah. He doesn't have that shit in him. So, the, so the, the, does, does Square, and, it's, does, and, it, and it amazes me the company doesn't understand that. You can't just throw like these entertainers into into radio and assume they're just going to be successful. It it just it rarely happens. The Square, they don't, the Square Radio come back come at you guys. They don't still? have the they don't have the work mm-hmm. ethic. They don't have yeah. the work they ethic. Come back at you like okay, the, the, like the mainstream radio. Do they come back and go? Do they go? Hey, okay, all the the Christian shit's over. Uh, we had, yeah, yeah. We had, what's oh, yeah. his name? What's, what's the offers. comic that everybody oh, no. blamed for? It? Uh, Paul McCurry. Paul McCurry. Yeah. <laughs> Paul yeah. Stupid yeah. Michael McCurry. And it's like, after, okay, he faded away, and that faded away. Do they go, listen, fellas, come on back. Yeah. Now, we had a chance yeah. to go back to regular radio. It just didn't make sense anymore. Just didn't. And we did it all. 
So why would we go back there and try to do the same show we were doing with a whole bunch of new rules? Fuck that. Right, right, right. So right. we're like, let's go for the freedom thing, and we'll we'll build with the uh, the industry. And the I was talking about radio. this thing is like they're just now cable cable TV. They're they're just now trying to fuck with cable television. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. means they're not gonna fuck with cable radio. For another nah. forty years, nah. you know, satellite radio is like they're not like the FCC type of people, and yeah. they're not going to come trying to mess with the shows because yeah. they're just now going Sopranos. I didn't like that scene in the Sopranos. I know. Good luck. So they're trying. Good they're luck. just now trying to like mess with cable television. Good what they can do. luck. It FX is swearing. They oh, do whatever yeah. they want. So you watch Dennis Leary's show. They're saying shit all the time. Right. Uh, prick. Right. Oh, they're going crazy. Pussy. I, yeah. I, so I'm happy that it's going Dude. well because oh, oh, was like, we were like, oh, what, nigga, you can't be back. We would never hey, see man. him. We would see at a show oh, yeah. once in a while. Every so would, often I'd show up at Caroline's. And you'd be with your girl and uh, yeah. and, and Fat Man. Uh, and uh, uh, Big Kev. Big Kev. Yeah. And, hey, what's up? You leave, but oh, be around. We're like, what the fuck, man? What's going on? I would just like, I went in hibernation. Just wandering around by myself, just trying to figure it all out. Dude, I, I, this has been my life since I was like 18, I'm, you know? I'm such a loser. I always think I'm going to just pop up somewhere. So I'm just thinking, oh, you'll pop up somewhere. And I'm not even thinking nah, about nah, nah. a career or a lifestyle. Patrice, just like, yeah. man, you'll pop up somewhere. Come on. This, this, Patrice, this. Now, we knew this time we really fucked up. Bad. Yeah, it was a good one. Bad. And if, if the satellite radio didn't come along, I mean, it's perfect timing. And I'm Perfect so lazy. Timing. I thought y'all was getting paid at the time, right? Paid and, yeah. and just sat on the shelf. Uh-huh. I've been so happy. Nah. You just wanted to be on the radio. You yeah, were... we know we could have made the same money being on the air. We'd rather have been working. This know? is a lifestyle, you know? Did the break yeah. do you good? Did you come back like, like, oh, this is, I actually might have no. needed that. It was, no, for the first couple of months, it was cool. It was like, you know... Now that I think about it, we were a little angry, and, you know, there was some of those days where you're just like, eh, you don't want to be here, and you're getting yelled at and shit. So the first couple of months, you're traveling, everything's cool, and then you're like, all right, only, you know, two years to go. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's kind of sucked. I think, I think it did Anthony and I good, though. No, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. No, I'm we saying had, that I think we were starting to lose a little of the uh, the passion for this at the end there because we were so frustrated. Just we're beaten down. We were getting beat up yeah. all on, the time. On WNEW. Yeah. yeah. So it, what, it turned out they, re, they re-upped our contracts just to keep us away from uh, competing with Howard. Right, that's what I, that's and, what I said. And, and like I wish we knew that. Was, I, wish that yeah. I wish we knew that at the time, you know, because they, they never really wanted us at that company. Their whole strategy was to pay them a lot of money, give them some markets and syndication to keep them from uh, uh, competing with Howard. That's Trump. what happens when Mel, when Mel Karmazin is in charge of a company. That's what happens. Howard is the top dog, which, you know, fine. Whatever. Right, right. But if you're also part of that, that company, you're treated like shit. You're a second-class citizen. Uh, we had an option to go to Clear Channel. They were making an offer that was huge. We were going to do mornings at Q. We were going to do mornings right at up Q against Howard. and go against Howard. And the funny thing is, when, uh, we were, when we were negotiating our contracts, they were coming to an end. The, the offer they had was so ridiculous for what we accomplished. We're like, are you kidding me? And they're like, well, this is our final offer. You know, they were playing a little hardball. Yeah, Infinity was saying that. So we, uh, we turned around and uh, Clear Channel said, well, fuck that. We'll give you five times what they're offering. We'll give you this and the market they're right? going to give Wait, us. Is this before or after the incident? This uh, is, oh, this was before. 
Oh, yeah. and then the incident, everybody said, oh, yeah, but oops. Yeah. So, so not only were they going to give us mornings, like, I don't know, a ridiculous raise, like four or five times what we were making at the time, they also were going to throw us in all these uh, markets. Syndicated markets around the country. See, Infinity, you know, a lot of people think Infinity was the good guys because they syndicated the Open Anthony show. They had no choice. They did not want to syndicate this show. You know, three years after being kicked out of Boston, when we had huge ratings up there, we still weren't even uh, weren't even being heard back in Boston. And they they own property there. They you know? signed us because they didn't want us going against Howard. It was watch Rocky such Three. A fact. Watch Rocky Three, so, so and you'll see. I was protecting you, Rock. <laughs> Remember that? That's what <laughs> Mel is to Howard. He's a he's a wrecking machine. So, He'll tear you to shreds, Rock. So, so, how, we, many, so how, many you, how many years? How many years did 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 this this incident rejuvenate your spirit? Mm. Like what? Another ten before oh, yeah. you might get. Oh yeah. Got, might yeah. like you oh, know get, yeah. retire to some get small like, market. Uh, whatever again. All you yeah. Because this this all whole whole, no the satellite yeah. radio thing is so exciting and growing by leaps and bounds. Like when we got hired, XM had two point two million subscribers. I'm hearing they're around five point two now, and one lousy year. One right. lousy year, and it's, it's, gro- it's grown that much. And then uh, we've just been added to the XM Canada lineup. We have this huge DirecTV uh, deal that XM made that we're going to be part of that. We're going to be exposed to like 15 million homes. Obviously, not all of them are going to pick us up, probably a, a small percentage. But when you start adding it up, and now we're talking to a, a, a huge audience and again. The, the thought of uh, going on the air on regular radio and uh, getting done with the show and having a, a guy go, uh, after today, you can no longer say poo-poo. Uh, oh, there's P-P? none of that Can't on. There's P-P? nothing yeah. on XM like that. There's nothing. No, we have no. not heard content. one so, thing. So just to finish the story, so then we go to Clear Channel. They give us the huge raise that you know we we deserved. You know we really proved ourselves for like three years here in New York. And then they they're like, not only are we gonna uh, throw you in more, you're gonna compete against Howard. We're gonna throw you in another like I think it was like 15 cities or something mm-hmm. like that. So we go marching down the hall to Ken Stevens, our boss at the time. Like, hey, we're leaving, man. You said that was our final yep. offer. Well, this Done. is what we got. And I remember Ken's face like, uh, 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 just give me an hour. Uh, he was like freaked out. And we're just sitting around in our office laughing, just being goofy, waiting. And then all hell broke loose with the company. And next thing you know, we're meeting with the big, big guys. And, and they're sitting us down going, okay, we're going to sign you. We're going to match the money. No problem. Mm-hmm. Right away. We're in a conference room for like an hour and a half. Uh, we're going to match the money. No problem. No pro- oh, now it's no problem. Mm. But then, y'all, y'all stayed at Infinity then. And then they're like, and we'll see all these cities, we'll match that too. So we'll find a property in all these cities or close enough, and we'll give you a, a few extra. Is that good? So you stayed at Infinity. Yeah, that was the choice we made, unfortunately. That's but our fault. Yeah. So, but you know we what? Like left. who likes you? Clear Channel likes you. I'll tell you what happened, yeah, though, with did. this. We should have left. I, I kick myself every day that we didn't leave at that point, you know, because we kind of knew what the company was all about. Yep. But we didn't know what Clear Channel was all about. Clear Channel. We, yeah, and, and we were starting to hear the stories that they were getting a little tight. We'd have been gone by, right. by <laughs> but, them, too. So, we fucked up. I don't even think the Catholics had it like that. That's what... And that whole that's the whole thing that went through my mind every time, like, we see Norton. Mm-hmm. If you thought you would be... Norton was, was in deep like emotional call. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. You know, Nor- Norton goes by his emotions. I mean, when yep. he's happy, you know it. You go, God damn, Norton, do yeah, I have yeah. to know you're happy? When he's mad, you know it. When he's oh, sad, yeah. you know it. He's yep. just useless when it comes to this kind of phony kind of, uh, duh, yeah. I got to go, I got to go to sleep. Like, he kept going home and preparing as if the radio was coming back on, so he would go to sleep at 10, yeah. hoping that, you know, you get the call the next day. Yeah. And, and, and we would just go, you know, you know, cheer up, dude. What the, you know, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? 
And, oh, thank God is, you guys is, had tough crowd stuff because he yeah, would have killed himself. It, 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 t- that pulled us out, I, but we never yeah. thought about it. Like we used to just laugh about Paul. We didn't know how big it was. We didn't know how big oh, of a deal that was. But I didn't know the Catholic Church. That's what I kept saying. The Catholic Church has it has it like this. Yeah, I never heard of that. I, no, I was, the Catholic I'm, Church never commented about what we. I did. subscribe to, to to Jews as the most the, the major in your career person and or people whatever. And I did not know that that would could could happen. It's, it's such just a, surprise, a big company man. that got scared and uh, knee jerked and threw us uh, off the yeah. air because they so, didn't want a, a bad publicity. So not, we should have left. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, but it's good to see you back. It's good to see your face hold, back. Let me, so we. Uh, so, but we knew what we had at Infinity. And I'm like, all right, we know what we got here. We don't know how it's going to... We just should have done it, though. You know, because then we're sitting there in the office like, all right, well, the money's good, and you're going to match the markets. That's good. And then Aunt and I look at each other, because now we're feeling cocky. You negotiate your own deal? No, nah, no. Nah, our, our agent helped us out, but we certainly, Super agent. But we certainly did a, a good job ourselves. And we're sitting there like, we, we had him by the balls. We're like, what about this... Uh, this thing with Howard, where we can't mention his name. What was it called again? The uh, uh, the gag order. The gag order. Okay. We gotta, I, this is a this is the God's honest truth, which just amazes me to this day that that Howard would pull this shit behind the scenes. A guy that went after everybody, took on all all enemies, and beat them up, and did whatever he had to. But then when we showed a little power, and that we weren't scared, instead of like you know fighting us, uh, you know toe to toe, he went to Mel Carmison and the big the big boys. And he actually got a gag order where we couldn't mention his name. Mm-hmm. So then we were referring to, uh, to him as Radio Edit. We couldn't say Radio Edit anymore. Then we would be like, you know, the guy. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> Hoo-hoo. Oh, no, you can't say hoo-hoo. So then the lawyers... You can't, you can't even elude. Dude, yeah. the lawyers started coming up with a whole list. You can't say his name. You can't say hoo-hoo. You can't say Radio Edit. You can't say uh, Baba Booey. You can't say this. You Nothing. Can't, you know, because he was pulling some shit. We're like, fuck this. He ain't going to do what he did to DeBell and all those other fucking guys in the old days he ain't he ain't knocking us down mm-hmm. ever right 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 so we t- we t- we kept going and uh, you know we risked our own careers like getting fired so the gag order was in place bad and then they realized we just were coming up with a whole new word to to uh uh to uh refer to him the list started getting longer and longer so then they're like what the fuck they're just not listening so then they had a, a long delay system like all right anything that sounds like has anything to do with uh his show Dump out of the fucking show, or you're fired. Meaning some of the behind the scenes but would guys. He not, would he not fuck around with you guys? Oh, he'd, he'd call. He'd oh, say the, yeah, he'd he say did. the clones across the street. Right. So, and, and and the excuse they would give when we'd say, "Well, he's talking about us," he goes, "No, he's not saying your name." Well, we're not saying his. Yeah, but we know what you mean. Well, we know what he means. Oh, that's different. Wow, no eluding. Oh, it it was it was just amazing. So ridiculous. So now, getting back to the negotiating, the, you know, the money was good, the markets was good, and we're like, what about the gag order? This was a serious. Oh, oh yeah. It'll be in your contract that you could talk to anybody you want. Yeah, you could talk about any infinity. That's how desperate they were. But they had a plan. I didn't know at the time. Like it, it'll be in your contract. You're allowed to talk about him and anyone else you wanted at Infinity Broadcast. The they just wanted to make sure they had control of us still. So we sign. Right. And their plan was, all right, you can talk about uh, anybody uh, you want. You want to mention Howard? Go ahead. Oh, but we'll fire Ken Stevens, your boss. Jeremy and Coleman. We'll fire Jeremy Coleman. Your producer. And put in people in there that can can you know have some control over you and your show. And, oh, and nice. Even even the eluding. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it went right back to how it was. Even though it was in our contract, we're allowed to do this. We're like, what the fuck? You we were in that office. You should have smacked Jays upside the head for not oh. catching that, that little so then, you goofy know, loophole. Mm-hmm. This shit plays in your head, and then, you know, we're pl- we're, we're doing the shock jock edgy shit. And, and, you know, to be honest, we were, like, taking chances going, uh, what do we have to lose in the end? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That plays into it a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, we weren't happy. So then, was that stunt? Did did in, did you even think that that stunt was going to be that bad? Did you have a, a, a inkling? Well, it wasn't. You know, obviously uh, we had church on the list, but uh, when Paul McCurio, first yeah, 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 Paul McCurio, when Paul McCurio uh, called from uh, the church and he was trying to make a name for himself because. You know, he was starting to get a little buzz on our show for some other things he did, like the famous uh, Kathleen, yeah, put Kathleen your goddamn Turner. clothes on in the middle of the graduate. Kathleen, Turner. I remember, I remember, that. and that was that slop. She's getting naked. Hilarious, man. And we set up this bit where a Broadway show, Kathleen uh, Turner was getting naked every night. Kathleen, put your goddamn clothes. Right. We set it up with Paul. He stands up in the audience and shouts it, gets it on tape, everything. We played it on the radio forever. And he became huge in, in, in the fans' eyes. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yep. And he, he even made fucking T-shirts. He was so happy. All the comedians blamed him, but did you guys blame him? Did you, was you guys on him like that? It's, it's, uh, it's, At it, the time? It was, it was hard not to. It's, it was hard not to. It's a tough call. Because is it something he did? Yeah, it was like... We felt like he... I mean, obviously, we we felt there was a a, a a time during that whole thing that he could have like at least got out of the situation. Would that have helped in have the he, end? Has I he don't been know. here? Fuck no. Oh, no. Nah, I don't, All right, guys, I don't really time, want to talk to him. It's time to let it go. <laughs> Listen to me, man. So. It's time to let... To, you got to heal. Dude. You mm. got to see him. You got to talk to him. And you got to let him heal. Because he has been destroyed. Uh, I was suffering. Really? Heal now. He didn't want to get you guys to throw off the air. Really? Just looking good, right? I'm standing up for you. This body was 30 pounds lighter because that motherfucker. Fuck him. Oh, you just... You started to fade away. I was was fading fast, bro. He he was all looking concentration campy. Oh, yeah. If we had to to sit out another year instead of the two we did, I don't know if I would have made it. I was really... I wasn't eating. You were dying. I was awful. I was doing slim fast and bananas... That's that's what I ate every just, day. You know what it was about Paul? You were anorexic, put, a male anorexic. He which amazes to, me. I I didn't think I could. I had it in me, but that's what happened. You wait a minute. You cannot. Let's be serious for a second. Yeah. You cannot. Not even to you mean to to look at him just to go. Dude, we went to Manny's uh, wake, <laughs> and then went to the diner afterwards. <laughs> you were looking at me like, "Whoa, whoa, dude, start eating! What the fuck?" Yeah, you like, were even concerned. Like, oh, what the fuck is? Because I always thought I never, you know, you you can't crawl in some, inside somebody's body or mind. But I was like, I did not think you guys. I didn't think anything happened because I always think. Like the T.O. thing, I always think we have a marketable skill. Yeah. Like like Marv Albert with all his little panties and the, no one's better than Marv Albert Dude. as color commentator. So we thought it, we had yeah, all yeah, but when, back. It, when it's you, when it's it you, it's different. different. It's di- exactly. It's totally we had, different. We had articles from all over the world and all sorts of languages. I was just convinced, man, we are going to be so blackballed and we are done. J- but but just, and then what? And people like, well, at least you were getting paid. Well, great. You got to be happy to be spending that money, right? I wasn't happy. Wow. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, all right. Fuck him. <laughs> so, there was a time we felt, you know, even though Paul was, uh, you know, in a weird situation, you know, he could have got out of the situation and, and chose to keep going, keep going, screaming stuff like, where's your God now? And 
And oh, even the just... cops were like, get out of here. And he's yeah. like, I ain't leaving. And uh, he wouldn't leave. Who knows, was, was who funny, knows if that would have helped? Was it a funny feeling in either one of the pits of your stomachs? Dude, like, mm-hmm. oh, gee, Paul, get the no, fuck out of here, Paul. Know what, it was with our, know what it was with our old show, too? And this is the rule Paul like just ran past. We did some crazy shit. Without a doubt. And we'll continue to do crazy shit. But there was always something, whether it was Anthony, myself, or other people that were doing these uh, these stunts, let's call them, they always knew when to bail. Just, just to knew. save To save the show. Yeah. And you know what? Oh, and we learned a long time ago, that point is a lot further than most people would take it. You know, you could really go way, way further than most people would do. But, but this, something happened where you felt it. You but all of a sudden you'd be like, all right, we got we got something out of this. We got the whole fucking city talking, the whole country talking in, in a lot of cases. Time to bail. Leave. Time to get the fuck out. There's no reason to stay any longer. You can save a life. And he... He looks like Angelita Jolie now. <laughs> and he just, he just kept, he just kept going, kept going, kept going, and I'm like, oh, and G- he looks like Gia. <laughs> Gia. He looks like Gia. He, he's sick now. Oh. I want you guys to go home and think about this after today. Fuck him. He's got an Emmy. Fuck him. All right, cool. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck I think we need to Michael. dwell on. Uh... <laughs> I was just trying to see if I could be a, a, a actual psychologist. It didn't work. Damn, y'all are cold, baby. Don't we? Don't we have more fun material to run through today than this crap? Oh, uh, really? I was just interested. It's, it's I don't know. I I know. We we just uh, run uh, through it so many fucking nah, I times. Never, I never really got the whole. It's know. interesting though. Sammy and Queens. What's up, guys? Hey. Listen, I've been a listener of you guys since day one at NEW. Mm-hmm. It's time to write a book. Well, if we had a real agent, that would have been done uh, years ago. So Yeah, I mean, there's so much shit that I didn't really know about until now with Clear Channel and all that. I yeah. mean, you guys can really put a good book together. Yeah. That's all i got to say. We, uh, we're working on it on our own because our agent has dropped the ball on that and many other things. So, um, yeah, but we'll see what happens. We were close uh, to an actual deal. We were very close to an actual deal, and then it's kind of it's kind of just sitting on a table right now. Yeah, but it, let me tell you, it'll be a really good read. Let me tell you. All right, thank okay, you, Sammy. Okay, guys. All right. Bye. There's so much shit we should be doing with our our names in this show that just isn't getting done yeah. at this point. Video. <clears throat> anyway, so that's that. All right. Going down yeah, that enough. road again. Speaking of the FCC, we we haven't even done the Family mm-hmm. Guy stuff yet. All right. The Family Guy show about the FCC and and Peter Griffin starting his own network because he was sick of uh, the, the FCC, FCC and, and cracking down on television. Did you guys see this episode? And we'll get Blue in in a second. We got Keith the cop. We got lots of shows still to do here. I like when like people ask us questions though. I'm the guy that's always asking. I'm the guy that's always asking questions. It's nice that someone asked me a question. I, I once just a didn't while. know how deep it, it was cutting. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Who, know. Who goddamn knew, man? Oh, we dude. we all do suffer, but I just didn't know. I knew yeah. when I first came back. Always like, hmm. nah. But then, hmm. no. Nah, I mean, I gotta stick up for myself too. Uh, uh, coming back to radio was the worst timing ever for me because my my pops died less than a month before I did my uh, first show. Okay, okay. A little, okay. Well, maybe a little more than a month, and it's just like what? And he was like, he was yeah, he was everything to me, like a friend, I didn't know a that. father. Like he was biggest fan of the fucking show. He was going through heart shit and would call the show from an ambulance. In the old days, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was he was the man. So then, uh, he, I thought, thought it was all over a girl in the radio. I was like, ah, oh, well, pick yourself up, Buckaroo, well, let's go. A, there was a there was a bunch of things, and then yeah, the the, the pops and the and my mom were in a horrific uh, car accident like a month before we uh, you know started up again. Right, right. And I lost him, and it was like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. I called it in for the first four months. I don't even remember what we did the first four months. No Thank fucking God. idea. So you, you feeling a hundred? Are you feeling how we many? Stunk. How much percentage are you guys feeling right now? Like. 
in terms of this show relative to your highest point in the past the and, show and your and your highest point now wow. i will i will debate this with anyone who wants to debate this this show is so much better than the commercial radio show so yeah. much better the only aspect i think that's lacking a little bit is some of the the craziness uh, craziness as yeah. far as you know everyone brings up that fucking 55 gallon drum thing and right. boyer bus things like that but they don't remember that that shit was happening a good year after we were at NEW we were playing fucking music yeah. and just trying to you know get get a few words in edgewise uh, uh, to even talk for the first year we were over there. People just remember it like it was insane craziness every day, 24 hours a day How over, there. over there. How long were you there? How long were there for what, four years? Were we there for four years? Yeah. Had a three year, year deal four. and then we did a year out of our other deal. Three de but three the first years. year we were there, it was music. We were a rock station. So, so you feel ba back to normal and better. Well, definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. As far as our uh, our t uh, talk show goes and the Opie and Anthony show goes like this, uh, yeah, so much better. It's so it's so much easier to be able to converse naturally, not have to worry about fitting so many commercials in. You have to stop talking in the middle of something because commercials got to be played. You can't talk about it because you got to work your way around the language. That shit is fantastic. And then the, and then the old show, man, we just ran out of shit to do. Yeah. We have so, we have a, a much better behind-the-scenes staff that is bringing a lot of stuff to the table every day. But we're looking So we for... don't feel like we're struggling. I mean, I can't tell you the last time. This is the worst thing as far as a radio guy sitting in my seat. When this show is struggling, it is brutal. And you, sometimes they don't notice it out there. Yeah, you have no you idea. You, I mean, we got the flop sweat and everything. Like, holy shit. You're hanging on by your nails. We have to go, and we ran out of shit to talk about. You're juggling, hanging on by your fingernails, and somehow shit comes out of your mouth, so the people at home are hearing a show. You know, uh, but you're here. Lu Luigi's. Yeah. We did that already. Oh, oh, yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? Uh, oh. Pizza Hut. Pizza oh, Hut. Oh, man, dude. And then you start digging up old bits to just get to the end of the show. That's just the, the nature of the beast yeah. and, you know, the way it was, especially back then. But, you know, you live and learn. And we, we've uh, uh, got people in place and things in place that give us material. And we, Years went by, Jack. Yeah, that's a, it's a whole new game. But, but with things like the homeless shopping spree that we want to do. That's coming back. And, uh, you know, we've been here a year. Uh, got a listener base going that we can start to exploit for, for other wacky things. Were you that happy about the Halloween here. turnout? Did that, did yeah, that, that was, was very cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We got, uh, yeah, we got our, our power back. So. Yep. Good. And it just uh, goes up from here. All right, so the uh, Family Guy, the FCC episode was great. Peter Griffin, sick yeah. of what was on TV, so he decided to, like, you know, start his own network. I, I mostly want to play the FCC song, but here's a clip from Family Guy. They do the uncensored that, version that dude for the is, DVD. He's all three voices, you know that, right? Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. He does everybody. Just about, yeah. He oh, does man, a, what a great show. Does the dog, he does Peter, and uh, who else? Now, what keeps the FCC, oh, silly, that's right, what keeps right, the FCC yeah. from having domain over this thing here? Uh, uh, they they do, they do. But I I don't know disclaimers. It's on. What time is it on? Nine. Nine. Eh. I don't know. I think uh, uh, they'll probably jump down their throat. Give them enough time. Yeah. Let them really get on the radar. Let groups really start fucking with them. This uh, this next clip is just absolutely brilliant because we dealt with this on a regular basis. Like as soon as someone complains about a radio show, one fucking person. Then uh, management gets up your ass, and yeah. and, and, and you can show them ratings that millions of people yeah. are listening to your show, and I, but one this, person can bitch. I've had this argument behind closed doors with so many program directors, general managers, even the and even the big guy Mel. I'm like, 
one fucking complaint letter and you're shutting down our show, basically, making us do something else. I'm like, what about all the people that are enjoying this? Yeah. Why, that's, that's what why are you caving to one stupid uh, hate it's, mail? It's, it's the, it's the boxy states, dude. I'm telling you, one fuck. creepy lady says, I don't know. I was offended. Yeah, it's it's over all the my children. Sociopaths need to start supporting on that level. They just enjoy, like you know, some truck driver. He's driving. He's like, this is great, man. I like this shit. Yeah, but, but he's not gonna write a letter. He's not gonna even write nope. a letter if they take it off. No, like no. he's not gonna go. Dear fucking man. I enjoyed ship. this show and now it's gone. That's you that's get, one way. Yeah. We, that, that's really one way we can fight back. Will that ever happen? I doubt you it. You know but, what? They they do get one or two letters when that happens, but those get thrown away. They get one or two complaint letters yes. and they take it like, oh well. I'm not even talking about the FCC. I'm talking about these, these. Uh, uh, let's talk about regular radio. These, uh, these companies. You know, they're the ones that are a bunch of pussies. They know that what their host said isn't that bad, and they're not going to get fined by the FCC. But they get all scared by one stupid letter. Of, of yeah. one stupid like, it, letter. It always kill me. Why would, why would any? If I was Pepsi or Coca-Cola, mm -hmm. right? How would I be scared of somebody? Like they go, don't. If you play that, we're mothers, oh, but boycotting. mothers of big head retarded kids are going to boycott. It's like, bitch, I'm Pepsi. Yeah. Ho, let me tell you something. Drink Kool-Aid, bitch. You can never destroy Pepsi. That's, that yeah. You can never. That's like saying to the electric company, we're going to use candles. Oh, really? 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 You're going to yeah. stop using electricity? Go fuck yourself. Here, I dare you to stop drinking exactly. Pepsi. Exactly. I don't know why they get so scared of I a boycott. I own 7-Up. I own Squirt. Get, the, get out get of my face. They get petrified of boycott. And that's the real danger because everyone goes FCC, FCC, FCC. Now it's the other people in charge at these TV stations and radio stations that throw their own morality into it and stuff. It's like, dude, that has nothing to do with the FCC. What are you doing? That's because psychos. That's because psychos on the on the enjoyment end. If they don't like it, they're gonna go. This sucks. They're gonna type in. Yeah. You know, they're gonna call in and go. You suck. Right. Or, but they're not gonna write and go. You know, listen. I want to keep my O and A on. Mm -hmm. You know, all the NEW no. guys. They, you know, they did do the the, the message board thing. They kept that alive, man, and going and all that. But it's like not with the fervor of these people, the people that, that want that bitch. you off. Right. That's right. Well, listen to this clip from Family Guy. Gentlemen, we got 20 calls about the David Hyde Pierce incident. And as you know, one call equals a billion people, which means 20 billion people were offended by this. <laughs> That's an FCC guy. Yeah. That's their logic. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> their logic. Because the reality is not many people complained about the Janet Jackson incident. They just didn't. No. They really didn't. And, she, and it was notorious. I think it was white boy black titties. White boy <laughs> black titties. Yeah, people don't remember Justin, that. Oh, Justin, Justin wasn't part like, of that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> white boy, black boobs. And finally, from Family Guy. This must be the FCC overreacting to the David Hyde Pierce incident. They're censoring anything that might be viewed as unpleasant. What the hell? They let Sarah Jessica Parker's face on TV, and she looks like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> she is maybe the oh. ugliest sexy woman on the planet Earth. Dude. You know, it's another story. The old, the old listeners got to bear with us because we got to tell Patrice, man, because we we do have a lot of new listeners and they're joining the program every day. We we called out Sarah Jessica Parker on our old show and we basically said that she looks like Ruth Buzzy in a dress. She absolutely does. Yeah. Dude. She looks so much like Ruth Buzzy. It's it's scary, right? Like Ruth Buzzy's daughter. So she was 
She was like uh, hosting some kind of an award show. It was show. MTV, I think the I music forgot. awards or something. Yeah, and so we get we get on the next day and we do what we do best, and we're saying, man, she is just ugly. Why are people looking at her like she's a sex symbol? She looks like Ruth Buzzy in a dress. And then we're saying how she looks like a whore, all the horse and all this shit. And all of a sudden, the I see on the phones uh, online, whatever, eight Sarah from New York. I'm like, and then someone's like, that's Sarah Jessica Park. I'm like, yeah, like she's listening to our show. We we. We popped the phone down. It's Sarah Jessica Parker calling us out. Do you have that? It is hilarious. Because then, then, this I think there's one reason why she people love love us and hate us. All of a sudden, we turn into the biggest fucking pussies, right? In front of she her was eyes. like, you know, you guys on radio got to understand that we're out there and we are listening and we have feelings and yeah, you know, it was the crew from like Sex and, and the Life. <laughs> well, let's be honest, baby. Uh, now, dude, the, it was the, the gap fired her because of they finally was like somebody finally was just like. Mm, yeah, like a horse. Mm, yeah, like, she's not pretty. Yeah, well, it, was, get out of here. it was the crew in the in the makeup truck or whatever. They they were fans of the show and they just had it on while she was getting her makeup. She heard it live and said, "Fuck yeah, that!" She Give got me the phone. Pissed. Got so pissed. Oh, you two didn't just go, "Hey, baby." Let me tell you well, then she, I don't know how Ferris Bueller is fucking you. <laughs> you look like Ferris Bueller. <laughs> and then we uh, like Bueller Ferris. <laughs> then she's like, "I bet you guys don't look like models." And she invites us down to the set. So then Aunt and I, we were going to do some hacky radio bit, and we were going to send, like, like fucking models down with flowers. GQ <laughs> guys down there. The thing, the, but then we were going to go down ourselves, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're like, all right, we'll set this up. And then, you know, the big blow The biggest obviously. difference is we're not going out on a nightly basis trying to come off like we're sex symbols. That is like, I don't get dressed up and go out to all these things and play myself off like I'm the hottest fucking thing. She's playing off that stupid Sex in the City show. Holy shit. There's only one that's marginally okay, right. hot. She's the one with the dark hair. The marginally, marginally, like, normally if it's not hot. a close up, and the, the one that fucked Blair Underwood is atrocious. That fucking uh, what's her name? The old one. And then wait a minute, you know what? And what, other, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall is is you, because she's such a, a dirtbaggish kind of girl. She can get over a little bit. No, not even no. Don't even give it to her. Who? She is. The dirtbag one, the one, the filthy one. Absolutely The, the character not. on that fucking show, the way she plays it, and I've seen maybe two parts of, of maybe a couple of episodes. I've never watched the show. Every time I see her, she's coming off like she's doing a favor. Like she's this fucking sexy, I'm fucking everything that moves. Meanwhile, it's like... They're throwing you the bone, Poochie. Yeah. You know, they're throwing I had you the great fucking sex up. Last I had night. five cocks in me last night, and it was wonderful. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> it's like you, you know, you, you it's fucking like, no. it's, it's, it's like no a way. no-brainer, dude. It's mm -hmm. like you can't, you, you know, the media cannot make that girl, you know. No. What I mean? And then you go, how, how's magic? This is why I think a lot of these dudes is gay. Like, uh, uh, and and that's you know, I'm, quote unquote, I'm not saying Matthew Brothers is gay, but whatever. Right, you know? right. I'm saying that it's like that dude. It's like she looks like his mother. It's like no, yep. Ferris, you're not. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, no, no war games. That's not your woman. Right. Something's bullshit going on there. But no, they've been hooked up. They've been beard maybe. They've been doing it for a while. Who knows? No. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, uh, you guys want a break? You want to keep moving? Uh, it depends on what we uh, what we got over there. Well, is it something easy to change gears into, or do we have to double clutch this motherfucker? No, we get, we'll move on. I love when we talk about that shit though. Yeah. We still have a lot of anger to get out. We're, we're getting better, though. We're getting better. <laughs> That's why we'll never give Howard a break, by the way. Never.
will expose him for the no. hypocrite he is. That's why when you watch that, uh, that fantasy movie, Private Parts, and you see uh, how uh, he was treated so poorly by management and so poorly by Imus, who uh, there's that scene where he goes up to Imus' dressing room and Imus says, he says fuck off. And that was, and that's the reason why Howard was so like bitter toward Imus. What a load of shit that is! Howard did more behind the scenes to fuck with our careers than Imus ever, ever did to him on the air, off the air, or anything. Ever. Get Ben in here to tell the Tony uh, Berardini story. We were uh, we were on the red carpet for the MTV Music Awards or the Video Awards? Music video, Awards. Video Music Awards, yeah. Music Awards, right? Mm -hmm. We had prime location. This was part of our deal, too, because we're like, you guys just don't treat us right, you know? So they give us, like, the red carpet. We're we're there. We got our own section. While all the the rest of the press was in a huge bullpen, right? We're doing interviews. We're doing contract. interviews. It was in our contract. So, so you know, Viacom owned MTV and our show and Infinity Broadcasting, you know, was putting on the shindig. And yeah, they, we're working for the company that's putting on the fucking MTV Music Awards. So we, uh, so we're done with our show and we got tickets for the event. First time I got to go to the, uh, and the only time actually, yeah. the MTV uh, Video Music Awards. It was amazing, right? Which was definitely cool. And uh, the company that we worked for had a VIP area where you, you go in, you drink for free, you eat. And it's all the program directors and general managers of like these stations that we're on. Right. You know, up in Boston. Right. So then, um, and, and, and there's like the real celebrities are in there, the the big guys that you can't just walk around with the common folks. So you're right. like, holy shit, we're going to get to like meet some real shit here. Hobnob. Hobnobby. Right. And to this day, we get, you know, all starry-eyed for that shit. Cahooting. So, right. we, so we go It'll to the work. door like, <clears throat> Opie, and uh, yeah, you better uh, yeah, you better watch Blue there. Is your homeless guy running off? Your homeless guy's wandering around. Yeah, he's we'll talking to him in a second. So we go to the we go to the the door. There's a kind of a bouncer there. We're thinking nothing of it of this this area to to get into basically paradise, free foot. You know, we just explain whatever. So I'm like, oh, I know this so is Anthony. Thing. It was me and Anthony. I think Ben and a couple of our guys. Little entourage, tiny little entourage of the Opie and Anthony show. We walk up to the door. I'm like, yep. Uh, I'm Opie from the Opie and Anthony show. Feeling good about ourselves. Just had a great broadcast, right? All of a sudden, the guy knew we were coming. Without a doubt. He didn't even have to look twice. He goes, um, you can't come in here. Yeah. I'm like, what? What do you mean? We work for the company. Opie and Anthony, you know? Ask somebody. We work for the company. Assuming maybe the, you know, the theater that this thing was in, maybe it was one of their guys. He goes, right. oh, no, I know who you are, and you're not allowed in here. I'm like, what? Wasn't yeah. it that we were at the elevator, and we saw Howard and his girlfriend I'll at the, the elevator? Well, yeah. that's, a, that's Keith, you stink at telling radio stories. <laughs> I got to tell you. That's the punchline. I thought that was before the fact. No. Absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. Not the first time that's happened on this program. <laughs> With me? Huh? Me? I think we've all done it. All right. Sorry, Keith. You okay. do a lot for the show. I I'm apologize. Sorry. Okay. And by all, I mean everybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, wait. I'm still... You brought the homeless guy in, so I... I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. I'm trying to be nicer. I'm sorry, Keith. So, they don't let you in, but... but... No, listen. So... So then I go, uh, we go, well, Ben, I think, knew that Tony Berardini, the GM of BCM, one of our stations, was in there. So I go, uh, I think Ben talked to the guy, I go, could you get Tony Berardini out here? No, 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 no. They let me go, and they wouldn't let oh, you Oh, you actually like, went in. And the guy held but my it was wallet. But like, it was like for two seconds, yeah. he could go in if the guy holds Ben's wallet. Like, it was this big fucking thing. Well, because we weren't allowed in at all, so I'm like, well, could, all right, now I remember. So Look I go. how bitter we are. Yeah, I go. Still. Yeah, you got to heal, baby. Oh. Dude, this is bullshit. You got to heal, Dude. baby. Oh. This is bullshit. We Get it out. 
We you were know? living love, we nigga. Were, we were told we were the heir apparents. When he finally retires, you get the kingdom, and blah. You're our second uh, best show on the whole fucking in the whole fucking company. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Mm -hmm. Inclusion. Yeah. So, so Ben is allowed to go in there because now we're looking for someone to see what the fuck is this about. And uh, you grab Tony Berardini, right? The the old GM of BCN. He comes running out like frazzled. Guys, 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 guys. Howard's in there and he's fucking freaking out and and he's scratching like his head. What? He's like you gonna fuck him up? Dude, the, like like who it's the knows? Didn't want Didn't us the in there. Knows? The, the place was huge. It wasn't like we were in a little studio Dude, like this. Dude, the sharks are here. Howard, dude, dude, dude so. Oh, oh. Get the, get the get the barracudas, barracudas assemble, dude. It, oh, oh! it, it was, was like mezzanine level. Yeah, it was Huge. pretty much the whole mezzanine of the place, or half of it. It wasn't even like we were gonna bump into each other. Tony comes out, who had uh, had a lot of power to uh, you know infinity at this point. He's shake. He looks like a crackhead, man. He's like freaking out. Runs out, dude, dude. Howard's in there. He's freaking out. You guys can't come in. You gotta on understand. What level? That you gotta pussy understand. did but not want out, us back. Freaking out on what level? That he did not want us in the same room as him at this big event. This it's it was an it was his fucking you know time to shine and us scumbags weren't going to be in the same fucking like we room as him. The same, fuck, same fucking, company. But you weren't looking for no shine. You was kind of just going in going, I'm, I'm at the MTV. Look around, right? Dude, that's all. Exactly. That's all. Grab a drink. A, a but couple, this paranoid fuck shrimp. thinks it's always all about him. Like, we could give a flying fuck he's in there. I, I want to just go back there and, you know, check it out as a newbie. Go back and see what it's all as about. But this paranoid, all about him fuck is like, no. As a newbie and supposedly a very important part of the company. And Mel Carmazin was back there, and he's the head muckety-muck of fucking Viacom at the time. Uh, so there was no way that his boy, Howie, was going to tell him something. And he, he wasn't, wasn't allowed do it. to even tell this story at that time. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. So this no, was no. gag all the time. Yep. Oh, yeah. So the next day, we can't even... Now you we're can't like, even. You now got, we're pissed and can't Can you imagine how great that it. radio would have been that day? Like, yeah. you guys are oh, not even going to believe what fucking happened to us. I even have a show that day you had to be salted yep. up so when people say why fucking you know you motherfuckers are obsessed you guys are so pissed at howard why what it and that's just one in a number of behind the scenes little fucking things this pussy did to fuck us over right the hypocrite that he is that he then gets on the air and talks about ah billy crystal ran away from stuttering john while he was trying to do an interview but what's the matter billy you pussy what you can't take a few questions Shit like that would go on, and then behind the scenes, he's fucking calling it. Our boss is constantly on our ass because he's like, guys, how many fucking calls do I got to take from Howard about you guys? Knock it off already. And we're like, what's well, not going to What the fuck are we doing? This All I have paranoid. to say is January 2nd. Yeah, good. Coming, have fun. Coming back from skiing very early to take a meeting where we thought we were going to get fired. Yeah, coming back from our Christmas vacation to meet with Mel Carmazin because <laughs> we thought we were being fired because we were talking about Howard. Because we talked about Howard and his stupid daughter. And his daughter and her fucking problem at the time. So, so then we're outside this room and uh, Tony is freaking out like, dude, uh, he's... And all of a sudden, like, uh, we're out there like, what the fuck, Tony? Are you kidding me? This is, you know, we were... we're Who would he tell to keep you out? He just, There was someone there... That he could, Dude, that it was he could just say keep them out at the time. Because Mel Carmazin. No, he had to go up to go in, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, it didn't, was we didn't think anything of it. We're like, so Mel was there for him for, to be said, look, I don't want to... Dude, yep. the bouncer knew, so yep. it, it, it obviously was a whole thing. That oh, was the word on. was said before we... Oh, I, would love to, I would love to name names. I would assume it, it, it's a, it was a Mel thing. Mel that, Carmazin. That, you know, because I, Howard talked to Mel and said... Howard went to Mel and said, those motherfuckers don't come in here. And Mel said, you're my boy. Right. So, All right. 
So then, uh, mm-hmm. so then we're standing outside the room, right? Dude, we're standing outside the room with Tony, and he's just freaking out because he knows like we're just we're just dicks, and we're just gonna say something, and either we're either gonna try to get in the room or we'll say something stupid on the other next day. So he's like, "Oh God, I don't need these problems." Blah blah blah. So Howie walks out with his chick, right? And now uh, Tony is begging. Begging me, going, please, please don't, 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 please don't say anything. And I'm like, like, as as Howie's going to the elevator, getting to the Keith part, and uh, Tony is actually holding me back, yeah. holding my shirt, because <laughs> I was gonna get in his face and call him a fucking hypocrite. Tony's begging me, please, 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 just do me a favor, please, 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 I'll do it, whatever you want, please, please, please. Does he see? Huh? Does he see? Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, and yes, Joe from Raleigh. Uh, he says, didn't that fuckhead Howard once accuse Anthony of stealing his voice? Yeah. He once got, actually got on the air and said, and the one, the one actually stole my voice. He uses my voice. Like, not even like I'm doing an impression of it. He thinks my voice was his voice. But he never, he never acknowledged you as Opie and Anthony. He just, he called you you guys or those. Not ones. until oh. the day we got fired and could not then talk about. Right. When, when we yeah. finally didn't have a uh, platform. Right. Then it was oh, Opie and Anthony. Opie no, and Anthony. Opie, Opie and Anthony. Fucked the it's company. Opie and Anthony did this. They blew it. Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony. Opie and Anthony. Blah 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 blah. And I'm glad. Uh, who was it? David Hinckley or was it uh, from Minnelli. the Post? Probably. Minnelli that pointed out what a fucking. Back down, pussy. Howard is. Yeah. Uh, in the paper, they had some kind of meeting with uh, and never, Joel Hollander never and one, got yelled at. Has it ever been one time where where it all where he he he, he met up with you guys? Where it's like he he actually it was gonna be ahead. It was gonna be a, a pay per view. No, it he avoided never. he avoided all contact. I with did us. it behind the scenes. We've told this story too many times, so I want to just brush over it. But he was doing a press conference for Son of the Beach when it came when it was coming to te- television. Doing a press conference down at uh, some hotel. Where it was, was it? A plaza. plaza. I mean, the old tiger never just came out and just goes. Never. Fuck you, no. pussy mother. You know that I old am? tiger. Come on, you we got press that. credentials. We got press credentials. We just wanted to go down there and see the press conference. We had just gotten to New York. We just started to get a little bit of a buzz going. And we had our press credentials, so we went down to the press conference, which was happening before our show aired, to see Howard deliver his press conference for Son of the Beach. We get down there. People start looking at us. They're talking, blah, blah, blah. And security comes over and tells us we have to leave. We have to fucking leave his fucking press conference. This, by the way, was the same day that that Billy Crystal thing happened on his show where he bitched out Billy Crystal because Stuttering John wasn't standing there and taking his questions. We weren't going to do anything. Dude, swear to Christ, we were just going to sit there and look at the press conference. I know you want to brush over this story, but I, I don't care. I, I can tell the story ten times. It makes me laugh, and I know listeners, it makes them laugh every time. So Ant and I, we're in the back row. We're sitting there waiting for the press conference. It's supposed to start at, let's say, noon, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have little finger sandwiches. So we get a nice little plate of finger sandwiches and a pickle. And we're thinking, no one even knows we're here, right? We're just in the back minding our own fucking yeah. business. The real problems were in the front row. We had three other guys in the front row. That Psycho Mark. Psycho and- Mark and other guys that really would have done something. So we're sitting there, and I'm talking to Anthony. And I'm like, what the... Man, this press conference is... Uh, yeah, it's supposed to have started. No, it's what? now 12... I wonder why the delay, you know? I'm wondering why the delay. Then all of a sudden, I see one of uh, Howard Howard's guys, I guess, notices we're there and runs out of the room. Little did we know at the time, Howard was in a limo outside the plaza, sitting and waiting. He was sitting in his limo, wouldn't come in the fucking waiting building for a, waiting until for us we to, were thrown out. Waiting for us to get, get kicked out. This is another fact, okay? 
So then, uh, but but Billy Crystal's a pussy for not standing yeah. there and taking uh, yeah. uh, stuttering John's questions that same day. He's like, "What's the matter, Billy? You, you're a pussy. You can't take it. You can't stand." Yeah. There he is, Howard, going to his own press conference. Wouldn't fucking walk in the building until we were thrown out. So next thing you know, it's now like twelve twenty, and all of a sudden a guy comes up to us who's a huge fan, and I guess he's one of the security guys at this event. He goes, "Dude, I'm a huge fan of your show. You guys aren't going to do anything, are you?" Because now there's a buzz. I'm like, no. And then I go, no, man. We're just here to have some food and check it out, right? He goes, okay, okay. I just had a check. I'm like, all right, that's that. We're thinking nothing of it. More people start looking at us. I'm like, oh, boy. Next thing you know, a, a huge security guard comes up to us and goes, you guys have to leave. I'm like, what do you mean? We got, uh, we got invited. Here's our press credentials. No, you guys got to leave now. And now he's really going to get like kind of a rough with us, and so we stand like, well, we're, you know, we're not going to cause a scene. But at this point, everyone is turning around. Now we're getting escorted out of the the, the park plaza yeah. with all these publicists and these these people. Are in you suits. guys yelling out? Oh, he's not We were all good. We were good boys. You just left. We were good Infinity boys because. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, because we're working for the same company. And we knew we would have well, gotten... Uh, we're like, what the fuck is this about? So I, in trouble. As we're walking out, everyone has their arms folded. Like Howard's people and the publicists and stuff, they have their arms folded. Like, how dare you? Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, we were the scum of the earth, right? And it we, wasn't until we left that the faggot got out of his fucking limo and got in and we walked his press right, conference late. We walked right past his uh, his limo that was parked right in front of the plaza. He was in there. The in there calling pussy. When we got back to the studio. You think at that studio, point at least, like, uh, you know, show some like, bravery. It, you know what I would have did? It, like, a godfather. To, just to piss you off. Roll the window down. Yeah. Right back to you. And roll it roll back, it back up. up. Just a, just a, got hey, you out of there, motherfucker. Hey, yeah. Good kids, you good kids. Well, when we got back to the studio, Ken Stevens, our general manager, yeah, this is, this our is what boss, we found out after the fact, had yeah. told us that Howard was in the limo calling him. He was just taking calls from him, saying, "What the fuck are those two Screaming. doing here at my press conference? Screaming. Uh, get them out of here! I'll have you know, I'll have, I'll, you, I'll have fired. you fired. I'm t I'm calling fucking Mel. What the fuck are they doing down here? And Ken's freaking out about the whole thing, thinking we're going to do anything." Sent Jeremy sprinting down there. Yeah. On our, his little feminine legs, sprinting down there uh, uh, to, to get us, uh, tell us to leave. little veal legs, yeah, just fucking running to get us out of the situation. Like, what the fuck is the big deal? Yeah. And never did he do a Bernard Hopkins, just like, all right, all right youngsters, let me, let me show you Nothing. something. Not even he, he's a big, brave guy on the air when it's someone like John DeBella. When it's someone like those other two clowns from California that he got uh, the Mark, and, Mark Brian. and Brian, anyone he battles on the air and then goes, these pussies, they don't want to fight because their program director says the best way to deal with Howard is just to ignore him. Well, we weren't ignoring him. Uh, we were facing him uh, head to head. We shared a lot of the same fans, and people really started thinking, hmm, this guy is coming off like an asshole. And the second that happened, behind the scenes, this motherfucker, every turn, would try to fuck us. And that's why we uh, can't stand them. That's right. And we'll never it. back down. It's not ever. because, you know, it's Howard. Why do you hate him? Well, he's Howard. I... No, there's uh, no, plenty of good it. reasons. Believe me. We lived it. He did a good job. I'm not going to be a... Hold back our... I'm not going to deny. I was a huge fan growing up and, and before I got into radio. And when I was in radio, I thought it would be kind of cool, especially working for Infinity Broadcasting. That's like, you know, dream come true. So if you was to write the, uh, you know, uh, private, whatever, private O&A, yeah. whatever... There would be a scene where Howard's treating you guys like shit, like the Don Imus. Exactly. Only course. it would be true, 
and it would be ten times worse than just saying fuck off and slamming the door. There you go. Yeah, it would be us coming home from Christmas fucking vacation to be yelled at by Mel Karmazin because how we made one phone call. And uh, we'll end this with um, the post today. Someone reminded me that John Minnelli, a good friend of ours, yeah. the headline today, Stern limps back on air. Ooh, what happened? He did a fake suspension, and uh, he pretty much got caught doing a fake suspension. He yeah. Took, he basically took election day off, and uh, they they try to do the oldest trick in the book, you know, uh, let's get some attention. So they, Yeah, get some press. They, they got it. Hey. They did a fake uh, a fake suspension, which, which is just showing a little desperation, in my opinion. And uh, so Minnelli wrote about it, and the headline is Stern limps back on air. Howard Stern buckled, caved in, wimped out. Stern back yesterday from a one-day suspension from talking too much about his upcoming satellite radio gig, acted like a whipped puppy while discussing a rowdy lunch with with his bosses on Monday. Then when we played uh, after he announced his divorce, Allison. and we played Allison with him crying, one of the best. Corky, best Corky Stern. <laughs> Robert. Yeah, get, we were playing Allison. Get FedEx to throw that up on oavirus.com. We almost, that was almost a firing right there, too. Many, many. Oh, my God. Like, this guy isn't going to beat us up. He ain't going to make us fucking look stupid. Oh. Are you guys now? Can you can you tell any young upstarts? I know you wouldn't, but would you mm. tell? Could you could you say I don't want to deal with these pussies? Tell I tell those uh, all the time. I'm calling Elo about the Ron and Fez kids. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I don't like the don't way these young like upstarts them. are coming up and fucking with us. <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> all right, wow, that's a that's a hell of a tangent we just went on. But Patrice asked. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll blame Patrice O'Neill today. That's been, you know, that's there. The, there is a reason behind I'm the, it. I'm the material of this segment. <laughs> no, no, I think it's, I think it's a Man, very interesting segment. Man, you money, fat niggas, shut up! I just want to know what happened to my friend. You know, not only that, but I missed all of Carrot Top on fucking uh, Look Regis. Look at this on Regis. Up, nigga. I missed all of Carrot Top on Regis. What's he doing? Turn him up. Crank him up. He's crank him up. He's got to be doing steroids. That guy is so fucking buff. Airport security is when he really gets rough. Oh, my God. What do you got in there? They go through my hair. They go through everything. So what do you do, Carrot Top? This morning, really, literally, it's just so you don't get bird flu. You wear a hat covered in cats. So that way we don't get bird flu. Look, it's a jacket, and it's got cats on it, and the birds stay away from Oh, that carrot top. I actually, I, I met him in the lobby of the Vegas hotel we were at. Yeah. He knows Jimmy. Jimmy and I were walking through the lobby, and, you know, he's a really nice guy. He really is. I met him years ago when I used he's to work a nice at, the, guy. at the doorman. At the, at the, it's like, see, he's, he's a, he is like a nice guy. But he, yeah, that's but what that I've heard mean, from everybody. It doesn't mean he doesn't look like a transvestite. He right. doesn't look like a little orphan Annie he's a, as a man. And, and if you're going to be a prop hack... He is the most successful prop hack ever. But you know what? $50,000 a show at college and yeah. something like that. Huge. Dude, you know what about uh, Carrot Top 2? He, he knows he's a prop hack. Yeah. That's why he's fucking built where he could just... Like, who's going to say, hey, who's prop gonna hack? fuck with him? The guy's got fucking arms. I think like that's where plants. the workout thing started with this guy because he was never like that. Now it looks like he's on steroids. And when we met him, he was on the way to like a Gold's Gym or something. That yeah. guy knew that he was a prop hack and said, "I'm I need to protect myself." <laughs> he's work, he only works oh, out. You think yeah. he's on the road knocking knocking traditional motherfuckers out? He's like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Richard Pryor will be turning over in his eventual grave if you don't stop. What? what? Huh? Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Hold my Domino's pizza jacket that I created. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right. Come on. 
Yeah. Come on. He takes his shirt off. Like, Puts right. his red hair in a yeah. ponytail. Uh, what do you have to say about my props now? Now yeah. what, bitch? Yeah. Now what? You don't like my fireman hat with the... Uh... He's fucking working out or screwing roller skates on toilet bowl what? seats. What? That's what, what he does his whole career. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold my hula hoop with razor blades on it. That's right. Because I'm going to knock this dude in his mouth. Speaking of uh, enemies, Anthony, we'll end this segment by saying the uh, the arch enemy will be uh -huh. revealed tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, a lot of speculation, not only on the message boards, but in the uh, in the news, in the uh, the trades. Yeah. Everyone's uh, chiming in. Yes. Uh, XM has hired one of our arch enemies. That's mm -hmm. official. And what this person will um, do for us, we'll see. Do they have connections with uh, General Motors, <laughs> the uh, secret person? But the arch enemy will be revealed tomorrow. This has been an ongoing little soap opera on the show. I hope, uh, if you see me over here typing, Opie, yes. occasionally, I hope you don't think I'm not being part of the show. I am uh, corresponding with an <laughs> Eric Logan. Uh, uh, can I please have your VIN number was one, so I had to type that in. I'm uh, Here's Elo. I'm on the phone as we speak. I'll have an update Look for you shortly. Look at this. Uh, which which door is it? He wants to know. So I put the driver's side uh, front door. Blue, blue chip? Did you put blue chip? Blue chip uh, is the color, of course. Look how much power we have at XM. Mm -hmm. You were talking to the Mac Daddy boss about getting you a stupid door. Yeah. And he's he knows better than anyone that we're in the middle of doing a radio show. Yeah. But he knows that we could like multitask. Multitasking. A few jokes and then take Hope care takes of off with some dialogue. I could type in a quick <laughs> VIN number. I'm getting a door. You would think the guy would go, wait, why don't, why don't you call me after the show? No. You guys, you guys are busy. We're professionals. Hey, Anthony, it's Gamefly.com, the world's leading online video game rental service. It's Love it. very easy. You send a game back, and the next game on your queue list is automatically sent. i I got to find a new game to play, by the way. Yeah, well, Gamefly is the best way to find a new game, because it's not like you're going to the store and buying a game, getting it home, and realizing it sucks ass. You go to Gamefly.com, uh, you could check the game out. If you like it, it's as easy as clicking keep it in your GameCube. And then you get the mint condition box, the manual. It's all delivered like you bought it brand new at a great member discount. Go to Gamefly.com slash XM. Get signed up. Only twenty one ninety five a month. You could start with two free uh, week XM trial with a free two-week XM trial. Excuse me. No commitments. Cancel anytime you want. Start playing all the latest releases. All those games you've wanted to play at Gamefly.com. Got over, uh, I think they got over 3,000 titles now to choose from. All the platforms, Xbox, PS2, GameCube, Game Boy Advance, DS, and the new PSP. Two games at a time. No shipping either way. How about that? You keep the games as long as you like. None of those pesky late fees. All the games you want to play or check out at Gamefly.com. That's G-A-M-E-F-L-Y.com slash XM. Plug in XM into the promo code box for your special offer. Gamefly.com. And as we go to break, another commercial. Howard Stern loves XM7. Oh, man, we have lots of show to do still. We got Blue outside the studio, uh, a homeless guy that Keith the Cop has brought in. We're going to be setting up the homeless shopping spree once again this year. We haven't done that in a few years. But yes, homeless shopping spree coming back to the Opie and Anthony program. And Keith was telling a, a crazy story off air about uh, what goes on at night with the whack bag people. Yeah, you know, uh, I was reading the boards one day, and uh, they were talking about this pal talk thing that they do. Mm -hmm. So... Out of curiosity, I, I signed up for PowerPoint. <laughs> I was curious. I was curious. And uh, you were being set up by Dateline. You know that, right? <laughs> so I go into, they have this whack bag degenerates room. 
And, uh, you know, a couple of guys online had told me, yeah, you know, some girls come in, they, they wow, you get to see it, you know, some nice tits. And I uh-huh. said, all right, let me go check this out. So anyway, we're in there, and there's a couple of girls. And now people see me come in, they see my name, and they start pounding me with, you got to check out this one guy's video thing. And I don't remember his name. Someone will come up with an instant feedback. Anyway, I click on this guy's video link. These whack bag guys get this guy. He's from California, and he's a bisexual fella. And he sits there, and he just jams things up his ass. <laughs> and when, when I have it, uh, and when I signed on, and I see his video, he's bent over, and he's got a plate of like dull pineapple slices. Yeah. And he's taking them like he's got the ring, his finger in the hole of the dull pineapple slices, and he's jamming them up his ass. Oh. And then he turns, he sits down. With the whole thing of pineapple up his ass, and then all these whack bag guys, no, dude, dude, you gotta shit him out. You got so he takes a plate. They're egging him on. Oh, they egg him on to do. He's got to be in his fifties, I would think, and supposedly he's like an engineer for Honda or something. Like he's actually Great. a really good job. But he turns around and on camera he shits out the pineapple onto the plate, and then he eats it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and maybe we can, maybe oh somebody can God, uh, no. tape this or something. Yeah, he did uh, Oreos. He did pineapple. He did his dentures. He took his dentures and stuffed them up his ass and then took them out and put them right back into his mouth. That's a great gig. That's uh, disgusting. Dug out Doug. That would be Subray. Subray, correct. Subray. All right. That guy absolutely rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. I gotta, you got to give me like two seconds of filler while I walk out of my office because I can't talk about that in here. Yeah, All right, hold on a second. I'll get Big A on, too. Big A, for some reason, has info on this. Big A from whackbag.com. Big A. Hi, Opie. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Big A. Yeah, P. Hey, Doug. Yeah, what do you know about this guy? Uh, I, 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 I've seen him once on Pal Talk. Kind of weird. He's kind of weird. Yeah. That's it? Okay, I'm back. All right, Doug, you're on with Big A as well, so. What's up, Big A? Yeah, we have this. uh, (laughs) You're Big A was trying to (laughs) say good yourself. It took too long. Hey, how you doing, Big A? (laughs) Yeah, nice. How's your mother? (laughs) Good, 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 good. (laughs) Big A can't really speak very well. Jesus. All right, so, uh, Big A, you've seen this guy do this video? Yes, uh, one time, yeah. And any highlights for you? Oh, my God, Big A. Wow. It's what? big the whole alphabet. What? Big, uh, <laughs> Z. What was he using uh, when you were uh, watching, Big A? Um, say something easy, a cat or something. Don't yeah. say pineapple. It'll take too long. Uh, stegosaurus. Uh, stegosaurus. Oh, ST is very hard for Actually, I forgot, actually. How do you forget? So you really, I see uh, it all the time. All right. Doug? All right. I'll never forget this guy. Uh, he wanted, Basically, it's like a chat room where you have video cameras and audio, so you don't have to type everything out. Um, this guy kind of wanders into the room because it's a public room because uh, he's a submissive, and he'll do anything anybody tells him to do. So we get him in there one night, and he starts uh, playing around, shoving things in his ass. Uh, but it's things from, like, the kitchen. Like, the first night, he took a pizza, a slice of pizza, and he shoved it in his ass. Had to be cold. Pizza? Was it cold? 
Uh, yeah, I, I believe it was cold. Yeah, like frozen hot pizza. I hope but, so. Because sometimes you get that hot first, that hot slice of pizza, and it <laughs> yeah. burns the roof the, of your mouth. The tip of the triangle in first was yeah. It, does he roll was it, it up? Sicilian? Was it Sicilian? Was it? Motherfucker, <laughs> what did he? <laughs> when you when you go for like the the crust end first, just to get it out of the way, I think it's just like you would eat a normal pizza. You'd have to fold it. And That's what he did. He folded it and he stuffed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you'd exactly, have to. Exactly, Anthony. You've done this before. Yeah. No, uh, no. He, he folds it in half and he, he crams it into his ass. Then he turns around and shows his asshole to the camera. <laughs> well, you have to. Can he I? shits it out. And just don't ever get on radio as a dude and go, this guy rocks. Like, either yeah, hire yeah. a girl or say, hey, my girl saw her. She, this guy rocks. But you can't be a dude and go, man, this motherfucker shoved a pizza in his ass. You know, that's some crazy it's just the miracle of the Internet. This is shit. This is the information age, the 21st century, and this is what we have going on. No, I'm going out. A technology that, you know, years ago, if you brought up the technology of the Internet to people, they'd be like, this sounds like the most wonderful, like, useful thing to mankind. The exchange of information at the, at the flash of light, the, the speed of light. And uh, what can we use it for? Uh, I'm going to shove a pizza in my ass and camera, <laughs> and the world's going to see it. It introduced fetishes on a, such a high level. I've seen a guy... That to this day it's amazing. He and it and it weirdly turned me on. <laughs> it was like two girls around nineteen twenty that were just kicking this guy in the balls, Jeez. just kicking him as hard as their feet could kick him in his yeah, balls. Got that fetish. And it's just like I'm I'm like wow, those girls literally look sexy doing all type of dumb shit to this guy's yeah. balls. It wasn't him. See the it was just to get beautiful girls to do any dumb shit. Trampling fetish where they wear spiked heels and actually step on his uh bag and and with the spiked heels. And guys, are you know into this? I I never knew that was out there. Ooh, how would you? How would anybody? We used to have to fight for like one a penthouse or a Playboy, or if you ever got a hardcore porn, porno uh, magazine when you were a kid and thumbed through it, it was like gold. Oh, you would hide it in the yeah. woods like a pirate hit his treasure. You'd bury it <laughs> and dig it up. And R. Now it's you know a couple of mouse clicks, and you got the worst, most heinous shit that anyone I could possibly first, not imagine. I remember the first penetrated vagina I ever saw in picture. It was just I was in eighth grade, and I just and I had yeah. a. Whatever book I wasn't reading, and I yeah. put this thing, and it just to the first time I saw the name tuna sandwich, I never forgot the DP. Now it's DP, right? But they called it tuna sandwich back then, and it was so weird to look at, like yeah. just penetration. Now it's the internet's here, and it's making you just that's it. All right, listen. Everyone's desensitized. We got to move oh. on because we got so much going on. Doug, yes. thank you. Thanks, yes, guys. I, Big A. Big A. Thanks. Tune into oh, that thank one. Thank you. All right, there goes Big A. Welcome. Really fast, uh, the boys are hard at work in the ONA lab. I, 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 I caught a peek. The lab. They're working on a new uh, way to assault the media. Oh, good. Where's Danny? There it is. They were actually practicing outside the studio in the ONA lab. I saw you guys practicing a, a new nice. technique to, Visible. to do the assault on the media thing, Danny. Uh, no, nah, I wasn't really practicing. It was just to see how it looked in the frame. So it works. Well, yeah, it's and they were filming it and everything to see how good it would be. I like be the bigger. idea of a sign that's a little smaller, though. Well, here it I is. I like Look. the idea that it's not so big where you're only going to see half of whatever it is when when you get behind a, a news person with it. That's pretty good. It's an O and A hanky. <laughs> that's pretty much what that is. There's a major problem with that. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. 
there's no XM on right. that. That would yeah, be, you gotta put the XM. Right, we're just ch- checking it for size right now. I think it's gotta be a little bit bigger. Oh, that's now. just a sample. Yeah, that's just a sample. And you gotta reverse no, that cartoon no, character. You don't need that bigger. That's perfect. No, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, perfect yeah, that's size. like oh. Anthony was just saying. You want it a little. Smaller. You want the whole thing in the frame, not just oh, in, and and you just want the uh, XM symbol somewhere. Like right. what? No, that'll be there. This was just a sample to check out how, uh, oh, okay, how it would okay. show up on a, on a video. I'm sorry. Put XM, switch our cartoon so it's you know Opie and Anthony kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, Thank why is that, why is that reversed? Yeah, I'm why never the on the left as yeah. you look at the picture. Oh, just the image that we sent over originally had you guys like this, so they were sent it up. They sent I'm it up. always on the right. Okay. Then people don't get confused. It's Opie and Anthony, uh, and then the picture it's Anthony and Opie. Yeah, they go which oh one's God. Opie because they can't really figure out which one looks Italian yeah. and one and the other one exactly. looks like the Opie character. Right. It's in your pocket. Let's say hi to Dave Foley. Dave Foley, <laughs> co-creator of Kids in the Hall, Dave. was on news radio, and now he does the Celebrity Poker Showdown on Bravo. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Sorry Hi. I had to, sorry I had to wait. Uh, you know, we had yes. to talk about the guy shoving stuff up. Uh, I know. Stuff up you really ass. wrecked my breakfast. Especially through, I hope you aren't having pizza for breakfast. No, actually, I was having a big plate of pineapple. Pineapple, like <laughs> Oreo cookies. I freshly shit out. <laughs> yeah, it's just the Internet's, uh, it's such a miracle for what it actually is and what it can do. And for what it's being used for, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, well, every medium is you know, initially used for porn. That's what they're so. saying about the um, the printing press. Yeah. Well, we've always heard the story of the printing press. It's true. Some guy there, some friggin' well, like a monk or yeah. something, sitting there going, "And he fucked her." They discovered the printing yeah. press, and it was used for writing uh, dirty stories at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's hmm. right. Dave's right. Dave and then the uh, the iPod video, iPod thing. They have downloadable uh, porno clips. In fact, I do believe the Gutenberg Bible is pornographic. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I had my suspicions. Yeah. Now, um, I am a huge poker fan, Dave. Uh-huh. And I can't stand any other celebrity like poker shows except for Celebrity Poker Showdown. Well, thank you. Because I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes you tune in and, and they're trying to pawn off some other celebrity thing, and it mm-hmm. just doesn't have... It's not as fun... Um, the celebrities kind of blow. Do you do you pick these people ahead of time on their poker prowess? Because some of them are pretty good. Uh, I think they try to get some. Some they try to make sure there are some that can play poker. For the most part, they can't, and usually the ones that can lose. Yeah, you guys always pick. They go, my pick is going to be, and then it's usually somebody that plays, and then someone like stupid Colin Quinn, who, who like a calling station. Yeah. Uh, he, he wins. He wound up winning. Yes, he did. And someone like uh, James Woods, who uh, has seems to have dedicated his life yes. uh, to poker, or at least talking about poker. Haven't some of these guys just maybe gone a little overboard? Like, you're if you're a poker player and you're very good at poker, that's fine. If you're an actor and you actually have a career, and then you decide to just pretty much give it up for poker, that's a little odd. Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, the guys, there's guys here that spend like 20 hours a week at the Commerce Casino. Yeah. Playing poker. Just playing poker. A couple of these guys, uh, yeah, James Woods is one. And now, uh, what's her What's her name now? Uh, 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 Tilly. Oh, Jennifer, oh, Jennifer Tilly, Tilly, yeah. Jennifer Tilly really took off. Yeah. I guess Phil Locke has uh, taught her uh, a couple of things. Well, perhaps. Perhaps she's returned the favor. Have you picked up anything? Because I know you came in like you were one of the highest ranked celebrities. 
Uh, uh, you made it further than any other celebrity in one of these uh, tournaments? I did. Uh, yeah, I did at the World Poker Tour Invitational. It's the first time I ever played uh, poker. So I'd be one of those uh, celebrities who had no clue what he was doing and wound up winning. Really? Does it make you any better sitting there uh, watching these guys play to see what works, what doesn't? I, you know, I, I like to pride myself on learning absolutely nothing from being on the show. Yeah. But I've, I have found, like, I've actually sat in at games a couple of times where I've realized, oh, wow, I really can play better than these guys now. Yeah. Does Phil help you out at all? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, just, you know, hearing him, hearing him uh, you know, uh, rant about how badly everyone plays. Anthony lost to Phil Gordon recently on the radio program. Yeah, I I I, I Rochambeau'd with him here, uh -huh. and uh, I, for some reason I know he can tell what I'm going to throw before I throw it by looking at my hand. Did you just? He's very into Rochambeau. That. Yeah, that's what they call it. I yeah. call it rock paper rock, scissors. Rock paper scissor. Yeah. What oh, the? that's what. Yeah, that's what street trash call it. Yeah. Sure. Street trash. But in the uh, <laughs> you know, in the uh, you know outside the highlight palette. The high stakes world, we call yeah. it uh, Rochambeau. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, like, he knew that I was going to throw a scissor. Like, maybe my two fingers were twitching, and his eye catches it so quickly. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know, we were, uh, we did an episode of uh, Joey, where Joey goes on Rock Paper, who goes on uh, the poker show. And right. Guys on that show, I forget his name, the guy who plays his friend. Uh, I forgot, I've forgotten his name now. But he kept beating Phil at everything. Beat him at, at the heads up, uh, hold him. Beat him at uh, rock, paper, scissors. Like for real or for the show? No, for real. For like, real? Like hanging God around the set. It. Why can't I do this? I, I, I sat so down. I did the um, uh, celebrity poker, uh, one of the tournaments out there at the Commerce. Uh, and I sat down at the table. And I'm in the Masters across from me. And there's other people. And I'm just like, oh, Christ, why am I at this table? <laughs> and, and and then Phil Gordon comes and sits down and just makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> just a, a complete buffoon. It's so intimidating when somebody that can actually play like that. Yeah. Uh, just, and, you know, I play online, so occasionally you think you're good. <laughs> Yeah. You wind up looking like a jackass. And it doesn't help that he's seven foot ten. Yeah, he's very intimidating. Like he just kinda he walks in the room, everyone knows he's there. Yeah. yeah. He's very cocky. Uh he yeah. comes off now the odd thing is on the show, uh Celebrity Poker Showdown, he comes off as a funny kind of guy, which he is. Yeah. But when he's playing, he's like dead serious. Yeah, oh yeah. He's, you, you, you don't want to you don't want to get involved with that. Yeah, well, he's got that he's got that crazy math genius kind of intensity about him when he's playing. Yeah, he calls off his own percentages like he knows uh, yeah. uh, what his odds are that he's going to catch a hand. It's it's frightening. And he we, we, what was he a rocket scientist or something? He was like an internet uh, uh, sort of uh, genius. He he he. I guess he had he retired when he was like 27. Yeah, bastard. He had some. He had a company he sold to Cisco Systems that helped wow. make the internet work. He never uh, commented on it, but the chicks all over him or what? Yeah, he seems to do all right. Yeah, yeah. the girl. Yeah, women are seem to be pretty into Phil. Yeah. Are you know? other kids in the hall guys working? Huh? Are the other kids in the hall guys working? I think so. Yeah. You I think so. You don't talk to him anymore. Huh? No, actually, they were all over at my house last weekend. Okay. And yeah, everybody's working. What everybody's... were you doing? Watching football or just? Uh, no, we were just hanging out. They came over. and We were just talking about maybe trying to do something together. Oh, okay. Everybody so always thought you were gay. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and then you got, like, this hot wife. I know. I used to think I was gay, but, you know. <laughs> Did you? A beard? <laughs> Turned out I just uh, don't, you know, don't like cock as much as I thought I would. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you got going uh, going on here? Uh, well, right now, actually, I think I'm, uh, if you, uh, yeah, any anybody in L.A. Uh, this weekend, uh, there's, um, there's a show I've co-written and directed, a, a theater show that we're getting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, called the tribute at, at the Steve Allen Theater. Yeah, and uh, which actually stars my beautiful wife. Yes. Yeah. Chrissy Guerrero. Yeah. Look her up yeah. on the Internet Movie Database. She's got a couple of very uh, very pretty pictures of her on there. Yeah. So she's she's doing a show uh, called the tribute that I I helped write and I'm directing it. So I'm doing that right now, and we're going to try and see where that goes. And I don't know what am I doing. I've been writing a lot lately. Um, Right. Um, oh. And of course, Celebrity Poker <laughs> Showdown. Celebrity Poker Showdown. Right. Just made a movie in Omaha. <laughs> made a movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what else. Already. Well, Justin, in a nick of time, because Dave, we're running out of time. Ah. I hear we have to get back to Pizza Up the Ass Guy. Oh, great. <laughs> I, I hear you're going to be in New York soon. Uh, am I? That's from here. That you'll be here in a month or two, and maybe, I have no idea why. Maybe you would stop by or something. Sure, if I'm going to be in New York, I'll stop by. All right. Yeah. Thank I'll, you, uh, Dave. I'll start working my sphincter, so I'll have to yeah. <laughs> Look for uh, the tribute at All the right. Steve Allen Theater in Hollywood, and yeah. uh, we'll look for you on Celebrity Poker Showdown on Bravo. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you, Dave. Dave. Bye. Dave Foley, everybody. Dave. All right, uh, Keith the Cop. Uh, oh, oh, that's why you're holding your nose. I thought it was your new gag. Oh, no, really? My new fucking radio gag with my friend in my nose? What happened? I just got a, a communique handed to me. It says, ELO found door. Could you know this what? be true? And it's an actual new door? He said to call you, uh, to call him in his office. Call him in his office. You know and I, Bravo, you know ELO. You didn't get done today because he had to find you a door? Very important to keep the talent happy here. And I oh. wasn't happy when I didn't have a door for my vehicle. The guy is looking at his watch like he's got somewhere to be aside from here. Well, where do you have to be? Where do you got to be? I got to be at 14th Street. Why? What's going on at 14th Street? I got to go see Tippy. What's what? going on there? Tippy Tom? Tippy Tom. What's he got going on that you got to be there? Uh, so he can come here. So he can come here? We're going to be gone. Hey, what happened to all the stuff you you got at the last uh, homeless shopping spree? Is that the jacket? No. What happened to the what jacket? What happened to all the stuff? We bought... We, I think our listeners... It got some... swiped. God damn motherfuckers. It got swiped. Yeah. Really? Because I'm on the street. You're yeah, on the street. On so we send out, we do the homeless shopping spree. <laughs> we send you guys out. See, Patrice, this is where we could have used your help because you have a little more a little more street to you, Patrice. Yeah. yeah. We did this homeless shopping spree where uh, these guys will go to a mall during the Christmas uh, season and, uh, and legit. We give them money. God, they can buy that, whatever the hell Eric. they want. Eric. And uh, the listeners show up the, uh, and they're very generous and they buy the homeless people uh, a bunch of stuff. Run. Right? Uh-huh. Well, we didn't think is we had to, you know, then they go back living on the street with brand new shit. Brand new shit, and, and people swipe it. It's survival of the fittest out there. It's right. like the Serengeti. Yeah, All of a sudden, you pull up a zebra at the watering hole with a nice jacket on. A uh, lion's going to come and uh, snatch and, it right off your back. Uh, uh, eat it up. Eat it up right off so of you. So who's, who's like the John Gotti of homeless? Yeah, who's the Mac Daddy that just takes everyone's shit? What's his name? Who's the big guy on the street? 
Homeless what? I know there's a homeless ahead of it. Yeah, homeless. Homeless, homeless John, baby. Don't fuck with him. Who's the bad motherfucker out there? John. Who's homeless John? No, who's like the the top dog? Yeah. Who's the, who's the big guy? <laughs> who's the big guy out there? The big guy. Yeah, like the one yeah, guy who, that you who, all fear on the street. The who, predator. Who I don't fear nobody, but I, but somebody saying. took your shit. How are you not fear? <laughs> yeah, how are you not actually? Somebody took your shit. So yeah, somebody they took it while I was asleep. All right, but is there one guy you guys fear when you live on the street? One guy. That's I gotta like... go now. No, what's no, the matter? Hey, big blue, where you going? Blue, you gotta hang out. Well, you got a couple more minutes with you, boy. Blue, who's the big guy on the street? Like the, the guy, bad motherfucker. The bad motherfucker. Me. Blue. But someone <laughs> took blue. your shit. Yeah. Speaking of shit. Okay, uh, well, wait, Blue. Who who do you think <laughs> took your shit? Yeah, who do you think it was? Like, who do you suspect? Blue. I suspect. Blue. Who do you think took your shit? All right, listen. Blue. Blue. Who took your shit? I don't know. Blue, I, I got drunk. I don't know. I got. Oh, you're drunk. Right, you're a little confused. I I got a question for you. Yeah. What? Are there mole people? Mole people. People that live below the streets of New York City. Homeless people that go in the manhole covers and then um. And then the yeah, uh, unused tunnels. I own a manhole. You own a manhole? It's the train under the subways. Under man. the subways, yeah. They go into the subways and stay down there. And what keep do you mean? Warm. You, uh, uh, that's, that's the see those. You know, there's a difference between <laughs> motherfuckers who use cocaine and motherfuckers who use heroin. Right, right. And like the dudes that use heroin and shit. Like the right. ones that live under the subway. Yeah. The homeless dudes are like them nasty motherfuckers. That shit's fucked up. Yeah. For them, right. right. Even the homeless guys. So you don't guys fuck think. with them niggas you, that live under the motherfucking yeah. train. Do you go underground, blow? You haven't been down there? Yeah. And what's down there? What's down there below the what's street? down my house? What? My house. Oh, you live down there, too? Oh, yeah. Where do you live? Where I live. How many square footage? Because I'm looking to buy yeah, a condo. Yeah, where do you live? Is there property tax? It's a, it's a secret hideout. But you yeah. really uh, uh, open up one of those manholes and go down below the ground? Yeah. Wow. Dive. It's not a manhole. Dive. You, you, you walk Dive. Like... Is there a lot of rats down there? Or, uh... Yeah, plenty of rats. <laughs> yeah, plenty of They're rats. They're my buddies. What's the best... Those ones are going steal from me. What's the best uh. rat recipe? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Don't open your mouth too much. Where... Now, oh. wait a minute. Now, now, now hold... Well, I got to go. I no, no, go. no, no. Hold on. Sit down, Blue. Oh, oh, blow, blow. And why do you need to be doing something? Hold me. Why? It's not like Tippy Tom. <laughs> this guy will kill me. He's going to get all Blue, pissed why are you pissed you? off? Because Opie's being a... Why, why are you pissed Opie's off? Opie's talking shit. Yeah, man. I ain't talking shit. Opie's yeah, talking shit about you. About what, what kind of shit we talk? You don't no. think he understands sarcasm? Yeah, you motherfucker. He, you think he done dug all the way low and under... He, he's so low, he don't know what the fuck sarcasm is. That's dog. right. I don't like that What's shit that? either. Sarcasm. All right, listen, Blue, why do you get bullshit. so pissed off? Why, why are you pissed? And why do you want to leave? Because you're talking shit. I wasn't talking shit. What talking to? I want talking to. Yeah, see, stop that. Blue. See, this is what. See, I want talking to. See, no. <laughs> see, this is dumb shit. Blue, you gonna do the homeless shopping spree this I year? I said he smelled like. We're gonna shit. send a bunch of you motherfuckers out like to the shit. mall, and you guys are Why gonna go shopping. No. 
Huh? No. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Everybody. No, this is our segment. Don't be offended at this. It's like, look, we enjoy your company, but you smell like the inside (laughs) of a colon. So let me leave so you won't smell it. No. 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 Hang out, man. Stay. Hang out. We want to invite you to the homeless shopping spree. Stay, man. I don't think I'm going to make it. No, you oh, got to make it, bro. We're going to get you some new clothes and shit. You're one of the stars of the homeless shopping spree. You got to understand. You got to understand. It's just the way it is. I understand it's not a cool thing. You know, you, you can't, it's not like you could get a shower every day. You live on the street. We understand that. Oh, God, he's touching the way things. it is, you know. We understand. Blue, yeah. what do you want? What it's do you want? It's all good, bro. Listen, we're uh, we're a national talk show. What do you want the people of uh, the United States of America to know? That I'm all right. You're all right. He's doing all right. You are all right. You are all right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. And but, yeah. Blue, after the last homeless shopping spree, what happened? You got you got locked up for a little bit, right? Keith. All right. You went to jail. One of these things is not Uh-oh. like the other. Jesus. I'm sorry. You're I got to go. No, 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 tell us no, what happened. You know what? Please let you me You got in a joint? I'd rather light my eyes on fire than to smell blue again. No. Blue smells like a different color. Blue making me what see color? orange. You got orange. Blue, what happened? Yeah, blue. What did you, you get locked up for, Blue? <laughs> you smell like an old bitch. Oh, uh, oh, wait, we didn't get to the story. Yeah, you were in, uh, you were in the jail. Blue, what happened? What did you get locked up for, bro? You what? You busted what? Assaulting a police officer. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. Oh, shit, bro. What what happened? Someone trying to roust you? Someone trying to roust you? He was what? Violent. Violent. He was violent towards you, and you just turned around and popped him. Punk ass bitch cop <laughs> motherfucker, right? Yeah. You did, yeah. You did no, not, but that's not cool. Many, that's not cool. I know. How many years you do for that? Two and a half. Two and a half for topping a cop? Two and a half years. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Anything crazy happen in jail? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah, trying yeah. to talk you I'm just saying I don't want to go back. I got to go. No, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, we gotta get a prison story before you leave. I want a prison story. I want to hear a workout in the yard and shit. And then someone trying to shank you or some motherfucking shit like that. Shank me. What happened, bro? I got shanked in the shelter. You got shanked in the shelter? Someone stabbed your ass in the shelter, motherfucker. Who the fuck is that? You got stabbed in the shelter, motherfucker. Hey, Blue, you ever run into an Arab? What he got is, okay? Oh, he did? Yeah. You ever run into an Arab Blue and he goes, God damn, nigga. Whoa, hey. God damn. Everybody holding their nose. Let me hold my nose, too. No, no, no. You hang out, bro. You hang out. Hey, uh, what's going on with uh, sex in prison? Is that shit going on? And anybody try to do Any, anything to you in prison? Yeah, anyone, you no. know, try to, nah. try to, you know, uh, get inside that booty of yours? You know what? I really like Blue. Nah. I like Blue. This motherfucker got integrity. He, he does. He knows there's sarcasm going on, but he can't articulate. He likes something is happening. <laughs> you know why? This attitude. You know why? I don't like it. I'm leaving. Why are you leaving, Blue? <laughs> I don't know, but something happened. Blue, Blue, where'd it go wrong for you? How'd you end up on the street? Were you on the street your whole life? 
No, not my whole life. You have a job and shit, and then yeah. what, something happened? You ever heard of hey, Leona Helmsley? Leona Helmsley, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I used to work for her. She's a fucking the ugly bitch. ass bitch motherfucker, right? Yeah. Leona Helmsley did this shit to you? And what happened? <laughs> she fired your ass? Yeah. And, then, the and you ended bitch. up homeless? <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. How did you, what, you couldn't get another job? No. What happened? Dan, 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 Dan. No, 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 no. You got it. You got it. Come on, release. It'll make you feel better. Then I'm going deep. I used to do it's guest a, spots on the radio, and Leona Helmsley didn't like me. By the way, Patrice. Oh, you lost your parents. So, so that fucks you up. By the way, Patrice. How old were you? Oh man, I got something to say to Patrice. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> what, what's up, baby? <laughs> go ahead, Obi. A lot of people are uh, running on the instant feedback. They're wondering if it's uh, harder for Patrice to, to, <laughs> to, to plug his nose. <laughs> to plug my nose. That's a racist comment, nigga, motherfucker. Nigga, fuck you, racist huggers. <laughs> if you smell this shit. <laughs> Your fingers would grow. Just because, <laughs> just because <laughs> we're using, just because we're using pens, and Patrice has two Lincoln logs up his nose. <laughs> Nigga, I got a, I got those airplane plugs that expand. And my, I don't give a fuck what kind of racist shit you hunkies say. <laughs> This nigga stink. <laughs> now, I believe in, uh, I believe in racial harmony, but this motherfucker, this, the rhythm is off with this nigga shit. So, so you fell on some you fell on some hard times personally, bro. And yeah, then healthy, that bitch. And then you couldn't get a job, you couldn't concentrate maybe and hold down a job and you ended up on the street. Right. Do you have a plan, a game plan for maybe getting out off the street and get back into society? Oh, that's a good yeah. question. Yeah? Yeah. Is that why you're checking your watch every so often? It's like, I got a fucking job interview or some shit. Nah, nigga, it's a box giveaway downtown. I'm not missing fucking around with you niggas holding your nose, making fun of me. He knows no. he gotta leave. I gotta get some air. Nigga, Ed gotta get some you. I hear <laughs> <laughs> you know something. It's nice to see the guys homeless. A lot of people like you know Tippy Tom and stuff don't understand what the fuck's going on half the time. But the brother here's got some dignity, and he'd like to keep a little of it intact. Hey, sarcasm. Blue, you do. He do. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Blue, we like. So do I. Blue, we like our homeless to sing when they come to visit us. You got a little song. You could do for us. What kind of show? I don't know. You do a little, uh, little rap, whatever you got in you. Won't you sing us one of those? What do you got? I ain't got nothing. Nah. Huh? I can't go. On. Who to, who plays the flute? Gray Who's Wolf. Gray Wolf. Gray Wolf came in here and did a great song, oh my man. God, you want to hear Gray Wolf's? Gray you Wolf. Know Gray Wolf. Oh, that hack. <laughs> you know, hack. This song should be on radio. You know, Gray Wolf. Gray Wolf. That hack. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Listen to this song. Not, not, listen to this song. It's really quick. It's like 50 seconds. This is what Gray Wolf did when he came in here. Yeah, listen give it. a listen. Let's see how this Tiger comes out. Towels. All right. Tippy right. Tom. All right. Here we go. I got a break. about a man and he always was so lonely at night but his voice was rowdy you can hear it all through his train statement and I'm gonna sing this one this is about Tippy Toe Tommy let's go while we're young 
What do you Ain't think? That song that should be on the radio. Shit? Dude, I'm, cr- I'm almost crying. some good Fuck Leonard shit. Cohen, man. This is, we got that great was the best song I ever had. Isn't that amazing? And we all said the same thing. That is a, one of the best songs ever. Oh, my God. And that motherfucker just came in here and riffed it. And yeah, we get one more verse. I'm telling you, we can make can that, you, can you make that rock on the radio. I know. <laughs> now you got to help the motherfucker. Fuck the no shit. Can you niggas help fucking Brown? What's his name? Great Wolf. Are you fucking joking me? <laughs> How good is that? Blue, Isn't that, that great? almost made I'm me cry. Blue. <laughs> Fuck Blue. Blue come in with this hacky smell shit, and, and, and Grey Wolf is doing... I almost cried. Off the top yeah, of his head. Yeah. That shit is genius. Isn't that amazing? And That's the sound of his voice, the pain in there and shit. Pain and something to hear that. <laughs> pain. You don't need Leonard Cohen when you got a that was the most emotional. So, like, you can't fake that shit. Shelter me Dude, from the pouring rain. Are you joking? Exactly. And then the cop said to me, I'm not even going to fuck with homeless people no more. Th- I, right? It, I can't even make fun of this motherfucker no more. <laughs> Why'd you play Grey Wolf now? Now you fucked it up. Now I don't even smell him no more. That now. The no. gray wolf singing made the yeah, smell the go me. away from my <laughs> like His voice cracked from the pouring. I don't smell homeless no more. Steve from Jersey, Opie, this song should be on the radio, and XM is what exactly? I'm yeah. talking about regular rotation. Should have like, regular rotation. Like make it a Dude, thing, man. Is that is that? I'm not bullshitting. That's now did Drew put that to the music? Yeah, yeah. Drew Boogie uh, threw that to music. Drew Boogie threw that to music. He just came in with a guitar, and Drew put the music really behind it to really we make it. We just need one more verse, and I'm we need another that, verse, Adam. That, but that we're song, afraid that song could go. We're afraid he's gonna screw it up, like when they told Ralph Cramden to act. Rachel, you've come whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it won't be all natural. You have to keep that. But they, but he, That's my sister name. What Rob Cramden's what? He don't, he oh, don't Rachel? Like, he don't like the name Rachel. Oh, shit. Damn, oh, shit. shit. Rachel's your sister's name? Dude, man. No, I won't say All right, that listen. Name. We want to do one more thing before we Rachel, get out of here. Rachel. So, Blue, are you going to do the homeless shopping spree with us this year? Yeah, I will. We'll hook all you right. up. You want to sing a little song? I think he sings. Do you sing? Yeah, he does. He don't want to follow. No, that. he does. He just. How do you follow? He's the Grey opening Wolf. act of Grey Wolf. What do you He's got? Opening. What do you got, Blue? Give us a little something, something. We'd love it. Something, something. Yeah, let's go. Mm. See, I gotta feel it. I gotta feel right, it. Feel it, bro. Yeah. Feel it. Come on. Who do you like? Come on. Feel something. What do you listen to? Come on. I ain't listening to nothing. I'm listening to young. What do you listen to uh, yeah, through those on. headphones you got around your neck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you listening to on your? Uh, you got an iPod 82 Walkman. No, it's a CD. CD? CD, uh, sorry. Yeah, Opie. Opie. I know, what a dumb man. Opie's going to get his ass handed to him. homeless guy laughing at my name. He's got right. uh, what are you? What are you feeling there, Blue? What are you feeling? I'm feeling... Come on. To be nice with y'all. All right, yeah, give us a little song. It'll bring us all back together. What? I'm trying to think. Great. Patricia just yeah, asking just about asking him, where's uh, this where, Grey Wolf Where is he? You seen him? I'm I'm I, way back. I haven't seen him in a while. Way back. Oh my god. All right, yeah, god, give us a way man. back song. Let's go. 
Okay. Yeah, he's got some. Here we go. Have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? Why, oh, why did you have to leave me? Go away. Oh, yeah. I have someone to lean on. Baby, I'm lost. Okay. That was the song that... <laughs> Drew Boogie will get a hold of that and make it another hit. No, That's that, the B-side. That was the song that I was playing when Leona said, Um, Blue, can you sit in my office for a minute? Hold on, I'll turn it down. <laughs> what? Get out and take that stupid fucking song with you. Drew Boogie is the Phil Spector of uh, the homeless. He'll make something out of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Blue, thank you. We'll see you Blue. at the homeless shopping spree. Homeless shopping spree. Right. Anything to plug? Except uh, our noses? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're paying them today? Uh, yeah, we'll get him a yeah, couple of bucks. All right, we'll give you a few bucks. A couple of bucks. A couple of dollars for right. Gray Wolf on me. Too. All right. Some 50 bucks. All right, Blue, you rock. Yeah, he's a survivor. Two out of the ten that we brought to the last homeless Two shopping spree are no longer with us. Who's the other guy that died? Ziggy died. We know Ziggy died. Damn, and, uh, Ziggy was great. Yeah, I got some singles for the gentleman. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, Patrice, toss him down. There, there you go. And the other guy's sperm. Sperm, yeah. Oh, sperm was yeah. crazy. Sperm was crazy. Yeah, he died, too. That's uh, Sperm died? We had Ziggy come in here and sing Silent Night. It brought tears to everybody. Silent Night. Holy Did anybody almost cry when I heard the grave? Oh, we were the grave. was in tears. Yeah. That was amazing. Wasn't that dude? amazing? Dude, people email all the time about that song. They want it longer. They want more of it. They but want a copy it right of it. There. Yeah, that that's all he did. It. That's all we got. That's all, that's all he all did. Me, baby. Yeah, it's, it, it makes was, an impact. That was done off the cuff, man. Ooh, off Jesus. the freaking yeah. cuff. Mother of Jesus, that was amazing. So, all right. Whoa. There are musicians that like to try to put emotion in their voice and go, "Yeah, I was feeling this." Day. But when you listen to that, that is every bit of emotion that, that guy has poured out into that the shelter. That was the cop telling him the fucking. I'll, I'll say it again for the, the third time. It has that Leonard Cohen thing going on there. Things great. Shelter me from the pouring. Yeah, I mean Howlin' Wolf. It's a good one. Howlin' Wolf, sure. How, it was like mm. it was. Geez. All right, listen. Good Oof. shit. All right, all right. We got some. Uh, we got some view audio. <clears throat> How we go that? What, since we can't smell, we'll go to the view. We, we got the view. The View, uh, we got Star Jones talking about her sorority life, Anthony, on The View. Sorority life? Yes. Oof. Yes. Oof. Yes. Oof. Who knew that Star Jones was in a sorority, but uh, mm. she talked about that, I think, the, yesterday. What was it? The moose, they call them <laughs> back then? <laughs> the gamma the Omega moose. Omega moose. Omega moose. Omega moose. <laughs> you're just a wannabe. <laughs> Wanna be better than me? Star's all, uh, she well not skinny, but she she slimmed down a bit. But she, her head is still like giant, giant. It's creepy. She's starting it to look really like an alien. It really is. She's starting to look like an alien. Same thing with Al Roker. Al Roker lost a bunch of weight, but his head, the head remains the same. It's that unnatural weight loss, man. Um, yeah, right, right. That stomach staple shit. Yeah, you, yep. you're not gonna do that, right, Patrice? Some people have Never, to right? just stay. What weight they are? Either I'm gonna lose it or I'm not gonna good. lose it, but I'm not gonna carve my stomach because you're still the same fat motherfucker. <laughs> you, just you, just, you just and you're, and you're not your healthy. Your left. body ain't right. It's, yeah. it, it ain't right. Got to cut part of your stomach out. All right. Well, well, why don't we do this and listen to the audio? She does. Uh, oh, she talks about the special greeting that her sorority house had. 
If you were part was of the sorority. Was it eating a cake? If, it was, if you were part of the sorority, if you saw another sister, you had a special greeting, right? All right. I'm dressed like a, I'm dressed like a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandy Smith's a member of my sorority. She's here with a whole group of uh, members of sorority. Yeah. Yes, sororities who are there at AU. Hey, Brandy, how you doing, Sara? Hi, Star. How are you? What'd you call it, Sara? As in sorority sister. Oh, Hear that sound you make whenever. Hi. A what? Oh, boy. Okay. That's a pig noise. Wow. That's a pig noise. Wow. That's what? how they greet each other. Wee! Wee! She, she was part of the ugly sorority. Yep. Every college has it. <laughs> they ha you had the hot chicks join the one sorority. Not so hot. That's my yes. sorority. That the alf, the alf. No, it depends what college really? you're at. No, the alpha, the, the, really? the, the, yeah, the, 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 the ones, because they always go with the Qs, I think. Or the AKAs and alphas. The AKAs or whatever, whatever. They're, they're the sexy ones, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yes. Yeah, the Sigmas were the moves at, at my college. The, the Sigmas were all the smart, ugly bitches. All right, here we go. Make one of these. A what? Skiwee! <laughs> Can you skiwee me, Brandy? There you go. I guess he explained this to on? me. Well, that so was just the way we would How did you even come up with that? Sweetheart, this is the eldest traditionally black woman sorority in the nation. Can white 1908. Girls in? Yes, if you can come in. <laughs> you yes. certainly can. Are you in a rush? We have, we have a, a variety of African Americans, white, Latino, oh, Asians. However, it is the oldest black woman sorority. And in 1908, there weren't a lot of white sororities inviting us, okay? <laughs> a black sorority back in 1908? That must have been something. Can you imagine the hazing they got away with back then? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby. All right, baby. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go up to that white man's house and take some of your black pubic hair and put it in his rice. Oh, shit. And then hum a song and sing. And I want you to sing the, the theme to Give Me a Break. Oh, baby doll, this is great. 1908. We got our own sorority. Let's go back to the sorority. Oh, it's on fire again. Oh, sorority house is burning again. It's on fire again. Halfway built. They're building the back of it back up, and the front's on fire again. How did that stay up? Where was this place? 1908 black sorority. I'm telling you, but big, fat, sassy bitches was even in then. Don't Back you, then? Don't you burn down my motherfucking sorority house, mm -hmm. motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Uh-huh. It wasn't like, what's her name? Who's that singer? In the back, in the, the, uh, the days of the flapper and the, and she was kind of hot. What's her name? Oh, uh, um, um, yeah. um. I can't remember her name. Baker? The, the chick. Josephine Baker. Josephine Baker. Oh, I was thinking she about was, the. She was gorgeous. Yeah. I was thinking about the U2 song. JFK. No. Angel, Josephine Baker. Angel yeah, she was hot for, like, the back then times. Lena Horn. Lena Horn. Well, we got more audio. Start Lena Horn. She's talking about her hazing experience when she went to college. Mm -hmm. 
Star Jones. When you were in Dying the Florida, Star, was there hazing back then? And I wonder with Brandy if it's changed. Interestingly enough, we did have all across the country, a lot of the fraternities and sororities did have hazing issues. And, and I mean, I still hear about it now. But I was chapter president, and then I became second national vice president of Alpha Kappa Alpha, very much involved, and helped to write the anti-hazing policy that's still part of one of the policies there now. Oh, shut up. She she was the buzzkill. She likes to think she was. She was the buzzkill. Anti-hazing, because, you know, take any of the fun out of it. Boy, that must have been some sorority. What the fuck? Big they fat they always, Jones. always bad bitches, man. They always, yeah. Don't call it a sorority or fraternity if you can't uh, haze, uh, haze the, uh, the members that are uh, coming alumni in. Alumni include Lena Hahn, Lola Falana. Uh, and help to write Tyson. the anti-hazing policy that's still part of one of the policies there did now. You, did you get hazed, though? Or are you allowed to talk about well, that? Well, see, some, you, you know, I, for me, I didn't consider a lot of it hazing. It was silly stuff, like yeah. putting spaghetti on your face and telling you it was a worm. Right. But, you know, that kind wow. of stuff. Yeah, really. But <laughs> That's pretty heavy stuff. I know, but it, none of this right. jumping right. off buildings and eating bad stuff. Nothing that would ever get me in any trouble. And, and, Mm. That's not true, man. She didn't join a sorority, yeah, not, man. She's a lion yeah, sack she, of she's shit. She's not allowed to say that shit, man. Right. She can't come off like she's endorsing... Uh, secretive and shit. Yeah. Black sorority in 1908, I think it was called a kitchen. That's uh, <laughs> Mr. Bildo from Detroit. Oh, That's awful. God damn it. Can't you Steven just... from Dallas. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Someone be burning a cross in the front yard again. Can't you guys, can't you goddamn racist respect black history for uh -uh. once instead of February? Nothing, no. Lordy, Lordy. And, and then he's, and he's Lordy, Lordy. He knows how to spell Lordy, Lordy. I thought that he spelled it L-A-U-D-E-Y. You, you know, bitches. You know damn well everybody walked past that sorority house and was like, just smelled like pancakes all the oh, time coming man. out of there. Pancakes to, and syrup. Just, wait a minute, are you trying to say Aunt Jemima was an AKA? Aunt Jemima was an AKA. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben was in the fraternity. Talking about hazing, right? Doug from Arizona, from whitebag.com. Did they have to drop cotton out of their asses on the other sorority's house? <laughs> like, oh, oh, we ought to drop marshmallows. Right, yes, well, indeed. That, that's a rumor, obviously. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, someone's suggesting that Star Jones actually had to carry the houses in her ass and drop them on marshmallows. <laughs> 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 you was in a um, fraternity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I'm drinking white boy ones. Yeah. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Total just. Oh, God. White people just in there drinking. <laughs> woo! Was you a woo white boy? Woo! No, we were. Who isn't we were at that age in a fraternity? Oh, of course they are. Man. Woo! Oh, yeah. oh, dude. Let me tell you. Down at the fucking. Let's go down to the rat. Get some. Beers, man. <laughs> to the rat. He's fucking going to the rat skeller <laughs> the rat. on campus. <laughs> oh, college people, I fucking hated them. I, I never liked sororities and attorneys, man. I just, I didn't like that, in, that, in, that divisive horse. I hated it. I, me and my friends used to try to destroy anytime they come through, marching through the, with Ooh. the stepping in the, uh, and the, uh, get the Dude. fuck out of here. I was seeing a girl that went up, to, she went to Quinnipiac College up in Connecticut, so I'd drive up there to see her, and, uh, just the guys and girls that were at this fucking school, uh, the, the the flyers and posters they'd hang. You going to the mixer this weekend? It's like a mixer. What the fuck? What the? And it was just awful parties at the Rathskeller. You go down there and just these geeks and dorks hanging out in the fraternities and stuff. 
Wanted no part of it ever. Sorry. Thank God I fucked up my schooling so bad there was no chance I would ever end up in college. Anthony, the listeners are on fire. Yeah. Matt from Cleveland, Ohio. Of course she wrote the anti-hazing policy. This fat bitch probably got hazed so much she had to help write the policy. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that's a good-ass point because Stop she was fucking so with me. Yeah, she's like... Billy Holiday? You know. Billy Holiday? It's another one, I Sorry, think. Sorry, go ahead. That's go. Right. She, she, was, she was so fat. It's like, that. it's the pretty sorority. Yeah. So you know she had trouble. You know what I mean? She fought her ass off to make it through and then make a change. She was the ugly one. All right, we got another clip here. You know, time was a big deal when I was in college, and the sorority sisters, we had to say this little chant. Girls, I wonder if you remember this. Whenever somebody asked you what time it was, we would say, according to my chronometer, which is in direct accord with the great sigil movement, by which all time is commonly recorded, I cannot say for certain what the exact time is. However, without too great a fear being grossly incorrect, I estimate the time to be, beep, we'll be right back with Neil Diamond. Dorothy Danridge. Dad, she don't yeah, look Dorothy that Dan, bad either. Dorothy Dandridge. There's, there's a picture Diane of her. Diane Carroll, Dorothy Dandridge, Lola like, Kalana. Uh, she looks like Janet Jackson She's there a little gorgeous, bit. She's gorgeous, man. Dorothy Dandridge was beautiful. All oh, right. Well, mm. And don't forget Pam Greer. Pam Greer in <laughs> her you, day. Don't huh? you ever forget Pam Greer, Don't baby. ever. Lola Falana was like, back when Bob Hope was doing his shtick, she was like the hot one. Hey, how about that Lola Falana? And the girl that played Kizzy in Roots. Yeah. Cicely Tyson? No, no, Is that no, her? No. Oh, no, my no. God. We got one minute left in the program. We'll play Kizzy. Kizzy. Ah, shit. Hey, here's the deal. We didn't get to half the shit we wanted to today. Half? Leslie Uggams. We Leslie got... Uggams. Very good. I am going to tease for tomorrow's show. We got the Tyra Banks stuttering special. We got to get to that. Can't get enough of Tyra, Tyra Banks. Banks. <laughs> Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. She's more white than black, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, she looks good. New news teases, one of our favorite bits we do on the Opie and Anthony show. Also, we got to talk about this black dude that wants to get rid of the the white race. Also, we have, uh, what? We have Regis singing Christmas songs. Yeah, that's so. Regis I singing Christmas songs? Yeah. My. And don't forget to vote for the best of the ONA show since coming to XM. We want you, the listeners, to vote for your favorite material in several different categories listed on opianthony.com and foundrymusic.com. Mm. Or you can send your votes to oabestof at foundrymusic.com. Oh. Thank you, Patrice O'Neill. Thank you. Oh.